0: this ah, the French. but what reason? what is the charge eating a meal a succulent chinese meal oh, i'm here papa yippee-ki-yay mister falcon first listen to the man
1: the snoopy snoopy poop dog my wife hated me being a firefighter of course nine months later
0: Father! if you don't mind my saying i don't like your attitude one bit inspired Six times I've now ruined my whiskey. I'm under arrest. I'm under
1: what? I just want to do whatever serves the corporation best. Good night, Mr. Johnson. Stay tight. Gentlemen, this
0: is Democracy Manifest.
1: Broadcasting, podcasting, from. The top of the Ferris Wheel at the Smogville World's Fair. It is World Champion Podcast. My name is Brighton. And I am Sean Black. World Champion Podcast is a podcast with two guys talking about things in a Ferris Wheel. We signed a bad contract, listen to our old episodes, or visit our website, worldchampionpodcast.com to find out what that's all about. Um, we do have a public service announcement, though, Yes. So for people coming into
0: Smogville. Listen up. This is this is pertinent to visitors, and that's primarily who listens to this podcast. Yeah,
1: if you're coming into Smogville via the Old North Road, which is really the only way to enter from the north, is the Old North Road. The mm-hmm. new North Road uh, is still blocked from the flood. Right. So you're coming in from the Old North Road. There is a highwayman. You need to be aware, and you need to watch out for him.
0: Yeah, be on the lookout for this highwayman, because what he does... Is he'll take your trinkets, he'll take your coins, he'll take your, your jewels. He'll take your folding money. Your folding money, and then he will pull off your left boot, and, and you'll have to walk the rest of the way to town with one boot. With one boot. It's really embarrassing. I hate it when I'm there uh, waiting in line for the
1: dentist, and I see someone roll up in one boot. And I go, oh, let me guess. Yep. Highwayman. man. Red, red bandana over his face, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Right.
0: And it's, it's becoming a, a more and more common sight late, lately where they've actually, the mayor's addressed it we got a highwayman. Be on the lookout.
1: Yeah, they have, they're, they're forming a task force to talk about forming a committee, to talk about forming a squad to go catch him. Right. but there, uh, there is, The police force isn't going to do it during an election year.
0: Well, it's weird how... Because they're like,
1: well, who's going to be the mayor in a few months? Do we do it now or do we Wait.
0: There's also a strange kind of boundary thing like the way that the the city is zoned is very strange. So there's kind of zigzags. He seems like he's staying on one side of this zigzag county line. So we you know by the time we we send a message to to you know the closest town there then he's back on the other side of the line now it's our problem.
1: Right. So it's a county being issue. Yeah. It's, it's really weird. He gets
0: it, and then a whole rivalry with you know our, the next closest towns which which, Smogville's just weirdly competitive, where we are very antagonistic with <laughs> with other cities, with other towns, and we just are really against trade and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, we produce most of our own uh, corn
1: here in town, mm-hmm. which is nice. Right. But... Coal-grown corn. Our coal-grown it's corn. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, no, it's a great... Uh, I mean, I don't know how it works. I'm no Well, I mean, you, you can <laughs> eat it.
0: The thing that this is kind of brilliant, it, you know... So the naysayers say it's, it's toxic and it builds up in your system and stuff. And I don't know about that any of that science stuff. But what I do know is after you finish a, a, a meal, you eat that corn on the cob, you can throw it in the fire, it'll burn. It'll just start crackling, popping. You know, you can, you can,
1: they, Not popping like popcorn, but popping like a cedar log. Right. And, and I think something.
0: most of our trains around town are, 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 are primarily corn cob-fueled. Right now technically it's
1: considered a biofuel, so we do get subsidies for that mm-hmm. it's not quite the same as what you might be thinking of
0: of corn or soy soybean oil but mm-hmm. yeah it's it's corn corn to coal corn to coal and it's the the only thing that is sad is we do get the federal subsidies for it, but then it's uh the opposite in the, the city where you're taxed if you use biofuels yeah like it terribly is, it is really weird it's kind of strange it's I guess that's, that's coming from a coal town.
1: Yeah, that's what happens when you're in <laughs> coal town like Smogville, <laughs> last coal town on the frontier. Some people like to say. Yeah. I still don't know where we are, really. I'm but. not.
0: Yeah, the maps are all ripped out of all the the local books and stuff. It's strange. So, but you were able to get on the map.
1: Yeah, I was able to escape Smogville for a while. Well, escapes.
0: No, let's not use the word escape in case uh, someone's listening. Oh, yeah, sh- no, no one's escaping. You were unfortunately leaving town i did unfortunately i had to leave my beloved
1: home behind (laughs) right oh it was so sad um no it's crazy uh as we're recording this the utah jazz of the nba still have an incredibly small chance of making it to the uh nba playoffs and i just saw the score of the other game there's a scenario where the houston rockets have to lose and the jazz have to win um, but the Rockets are currently up by about, what, 25 points?
0: Yeah. They, what, what quarter is this? Oh, it's halftime. Okay. So but, there, there yeah. could be an epic collapse. And, yeah. And how, I don't – has the Jazz game started yet?
1: No, it doesn't start till 830. It's Kobe's last game.
0: Are they playing the Lakers tonight?
1: Yeah, at L.A.
0: Oh, man.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, so that'll be interesting. So by the time this comes out, by the time you're hearing this, it will be the morning after – I will be probably – well, I don't think I'll be upset. I've accepted it now. I was very upset Monday yeah, there was, when the Jazz lost to Dallas. You
0: you called him the T-word. I did. You called him a bunch of turkeys. I did. I'm not afraid. I mean, I feel kind of bad now, um, especially
1: uh, to have a public meltdown like that.
0: Yeah, I was kind of shocked. But, but I
1: did. Say, I said, these Jazz are a bunch of turkeys. Yeah, he
0: said he said this in front of a bunch of people, just yelled it, the, 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 what a bunch of turkeys, and hit the table. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is going to be maybe a controversy. Yeah. We're public figures, man. We were, you know, we're in this Ferris wheel 365 days a year.
1: Yeah, I was in a uh, tavern where I am every certain night of the year mm-hmm. for a, a little gig I have, and I was told that after the game, the Jazz were going to come to the tavern. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you were you were hot blooded, yeah. and I was hot blooded. And I thought they better not. They just better not. <laughs> better not
0: show their faces. Yeah,
1: yeah. These guys that I would be awestruck to see in
0: real life. And the funny thing is, is is like twenty four hours earlier, I ran into Rudy Gobert, one of the jazz players, oh, yeah. at uh, Indian restaurant here in town. Oh yeah, that's good. Indian and it food. was it was before I was uh, I wasn't as angry, but it was it was we were on good terms. You were on good terms back then. With yeah, the, we were with still on good terms
1: with them. Yeah, <laughs> but I was, but yeah, it was gonna be like a gathering because it was their last home game. So I'm assuming mm-hmm. that they were gonna go there and just like have their little team building exercise. Right. Uh, of course, trust, trust falls after a few shots. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, no, they didn't show. And thank goodness. They probably heard that. They probably heard, man. Like, Hey, there's some guy down there who says we're a bunch of turkeys. Yeah. Well, I don't, that hurts my feelings. I don't want to be in that kind of environment.
0: Mm, I don't feel like celebrating anymore. I'm
1: calling it a night. I don't feel like celebrating that. We just played our way right out of the playoffs. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So as you, as you know, if you listen to the show or know me that I'm a big jazz fan, uh, I'm just saying that, like, of course you know that. Maybe you don't. I am a big Utah Jazz fan, born and raised in Utah City mm-hmm. um, until I moved to Smogville. Now, my brother won a contest through FanDuel, and, and this is pretty amazing. FanDuel, of course you've heard the commercials because they are the biggest advertiser in the country, I think.
0: And this is the, the mafia, right? It's basically uh, <laughs>
1: legalized, well, it's semi-legalized it basically just hasn't been outlawed yet. It's basically gambling.
0: It's like when or they... is
1: it? Or is it a game of skill? We don't know. New York has banned it.
0: It is banned, then.
1: In New York is State, it, yeah. Is
0: it considered in New York gambling? I is think that part so. of it?
1: I think they wanted to classify it as that, and FanDuel didn't even want to try to fight it. Hmm. So they're just like, forget it. Then people in New York can't participate.
0: Well, wow, that's a big market. Yeah.
1: And, and basically how it works is you're paying money, you're putting money down, and then you're picking... Players in any sport that are playing that day, and then you get points based on how well they perform. It's basically just fantasy sports, mm-hmm. but you're putting money down and then winning money or winning other stuff. Um So, is it gambling or is it a game of skill? It's kind of maybe a little of both. Now, I don't know.
0: No, is game are other game of skills legal that you get money for?
1: I mean, fantasy. I I don't know. I bet if you looked at the law books, fantasy sports for money are technically illegal. Like even among buddies. Oh, like probably if we got together every Friday and played poker for money, I bet that's technically illegal. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm assuming this is Utah or yeah. we, we lived in Utah. I uh, don't know.
0: I guess we don't know a lot about being criminals. <laughs> no. So. Yeah. remember when we tried to
1: figure out how to pull an art heist and <laughs> pawn art, <laughs> stolen an art and then rob the pawn shop. <laughs> I love that. That yeah, was a good time. It was a great our, p- our plan. Our yeah, it was a great
0: plan. It was it was solid.
1: So I entered, and my brother entered, because it was a contest where you win a trip to Houston to see the Jazz play in Houston. And then my brother, being a very savant-like sports analyst, uh, ended up winning. He had the highest, he picked the best players. And
0: uh, Oh, so the contest was, I just thought it was through FanDuel. You were literally, to win, you were trying to choose the best like lineup that day?
1: Yeah, so you ch- enter through FanDuel. I did it, too. Basically, And it was free. This one was free. But that's how they get you. Because now I get emails and texts from them every day saying, like, hey, why don't, don't you want to win $200? <laughs> you don't? <laughs> well, are you sure? Who doesn't like money? So it's free. And you basically pick an NBA lineup out of everyone playing the games that day. And uh, basically, you get a budget. It's really fun, actually. I liked it. Mm-hmm. You get a budget of, say, $50 million. Then, say, uh, Karl Malone costs $18 million. So do you get Carmelone, but then you only have four million to spend on, you know, L- Louis or... Schmuckington.
0: Yeah.
1: So you have the great to work...
0: Smogville Hall of Famer. <laughs> Louis Schmuckington? Yeah. He's the pride of Smogville. He I mean, he's really in the is. Smogville
1: Sports Hall of Fame. He, mm-hmm. Yeah. He's
0: kinda of, he's the only guy in it, I think.
1: He is, yeah. He took that community college almost to the state champs oh, of, of Division Four.
0: I'll never forget. Yeah, so you're you're working
1: within the confines of this budget and you're trying to assemble a team of like two guards, two forwards, and a center. And then based on how they performed. So anyway, he won. We won this trip um, that uh, uh, it was controversy-free, I'm legally required to say.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, you had a great time. Yeah. No that, No problems at all. Yeah.
1: No, I did, we did have a good time. We flew uh, Southwest Airlines, which if you've ever flown Southwest, it's mm-hmm. wonderful, especially when your flight leaves at 630 in the morning.
0: Because you
1: get there, you get a nice middle seat.
0: Now, m- much like Fanduel, are they actually considered an airline? Are they? Or is I don't that think kind so. Like, I think officially it's a flying service. They're
1: classified as a flying service. It's yeah. not an airline. It is a transportation method, okay, or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because yeah, you just have to line up and push people out of the way, <laughs> and then uh, get on the plane, and then you have like, even though it's a three-hour direct flight, you have to make ten stops. Right, right. Um, but it was pretty exciting. So we won this. We won a hotel. And We won tickets to the game. We didn't know, we didn't really know anything about it. I barely did any research going in. It was mm-hmm. supposed to be one night in Houston. Who wants to go to Houston,
0: mm-hmm. really? Right. Well, I
1: do. I like it now. But at the time, I'm thinking, no one wants to go to Houston for any reason mm-hmm. ever. Okay. I know that it's flat. It's hot. It's hot. It's humid. Uh, it is a lot of, ur- it's basically an urban hell. There's a lot of urban hell.
0: Uh, it's kind of how I picture it. Yeah,
1: and that was the ride from the airport. <laughs> well, okay. So yeah, we again we don't know what our seats are like or the hotel. We get so an Uber uh, from the. Did,
0: did your brother not clue you in, or were you kind of in the dark as winners? No,
1: it was kind of we were kind of in the dark a little bit. Huh, um, okay, and I just didn't. You know, I don't know. Like they tell me, oh, you're at the Hilton on J Street. I could have looked it up, I guess. <laughs> but what am I, Johnny? Research? Oh, where's
0: your dossier, man?
1: Yeah. Uh, so we get an Uber. <laughs> I just remembered this uh, Uber driver. <coughs>
0: Wait a minute. So you had to get your own Uber?
1: Yeah, we had to get our own transportation okay. and stuff. So we get an Uber. Houston Airport uh, specifically has an Uber zone with the logo on it and everything. Like Uber this way. Signs oh, wow. everywhere. So Uber's just taken over. Good for them. We get in and the guy goes, "All right, father and son." <laughs> and I didn't hear him. I thought he said something like, "Let's go out in the sun." So I went, "Yeah." And then he goes, ah, it's great to see families traveling. <laughs> no, I, I'm you're the father. Yeah, I'm 35. My brother is 25, so there's a bit of an age difference. But I don't think I look like the father of a 25 year old.
0: Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't know how to take that.
1: Yeah, and then I just, had, but then I had to roll with it because like,
0: son, isn't yeah, Houston lovely? Yeah, and then he
1: just kept asking. He was talking the whole way. Every Uber driver there talks constantly Mm -hmm. um it's really interesting because in salt lake they kind of follow your lead i've noticed really and it must just be a cultural thing i guess in texas everything's bigger including the amount of conversation you have (laughs) no because every single ride they're talking constantly asking all these questions i had one ride because i had to go buy underpants i had to go to target that's a whole nother podcast (laughs) yeah i had to take a uber to target to buy underpants and, uh, and the whole, it's like a job interview. Like, so
0: in Salt Lake, what do you do there? Do you live in a suburban environment or more of an urban setting? Was he acting suspicious?
1: Yeah, he's just, he was acting like Mr. Robot. A little
0: too much information he wants there.
1: Yeah. What size of underpants did you buy? <laughs> Let's see them. That's, uh, that's going to come into play later. Did, did, did you
0: feel like he didn't believe you? Like, it, was this inquisition like you're lying to him or like?
1: No, it was like he took a class... Or, like, wrote away for a pamphlet called How to Make Conversations with People. Okay. (laughs) And that's, and didn't know, like, here's some suggested questions for small talk. And I think that was one of them, too, is, well, what is the weather typically like at this time of year?
0: Do you know what? When I go in a cab or whatever, I don't want them to talk to me at all. No, that's why I get in the back seat. I want, I want just silence. Yeah. Like, who, who wants to get in a car and just chat with some psycho? Yeah about your personal about life about your personal life like yeah. real personal stuff yeah actually i'm going through a divorce right now yeah that's why i'm here yep she left me banging my best friend well i guess that's
1: what's that show that hbo show taxi cab confessions oh god maybe i was the subject of a taxicab confession and that's what they were hoping for
0: they make oh yeah cuz that's, that's what they do they're oh. always
1: like so you uh been do you do a lot of drugs there Have
0: you guys been swinging for long <laughs> yeah god that show's so stupid
1: I know, I love their subtle questions, and then they keep glancing at the camera. like.
0: Can you imagine if you were just having the worst day of your life, and you got on a, in a cab, and they were filming you, and then at the end, they wanted you to sign something? I would probably pull the film out of the goddamn camera. Oh, yeah, I can't believe people sign it. When were you they're... like, you mean this whole time, you've been asking me all these personal questions, you fucking recorded it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it would be like Chris Farley when he finds out his his coffee isn't decaf. That's how I would react.
1: Oh man, that might be my favorite Saturday Night Live thing of all time. Or is decaf? No, yeah, they just, yeah they switched it. What
0: did you say?
1: You did what?
0: That's how I would react. Yeah. So uh, you might be wondering why I asked you to pull your penis out on the drive. Don't worry, we <laughs> recorded it for HBO. So you got any weird
1: piercings you want to show us? <laughs> show it to uh, the rearview
0: mirror there. Show it
1: to the dumb light. <laughs> what's the most regrettable thing you've ever done? Do you know what's
0: even better? Ever killed a man? Do you know what's even better is the fact that there's guys that got into a car and was like, yeah, I'll show you my dick piercing. Yeah. And then, and then the, the show is a bonus. You get done and you're like, I just thought that was for fun. <laughs> yeah. This is great. Give yeah. me, I'll sign that right here. Taxicab confessions. You don't think they later think like, what have I, my God, what have I done? Yeah. The type of person that would do that though is like, just never looking back. Happy. I guess they're called happy people.
1: I think so, yeah.
0: No amount of regret can change the past.
1: Or they're just so dumb that they just don't, they're always just in that moment.
0: Yeah, you're Because always...
1: there's kind of like living in the moment because you're happy and positive, and then there's living in the moment because you're just too dumb to know that there's anything else. God, I envy those dumb people. It's like people. Plato's cave.
0: I know. I, I love Plato. <laughs> it's so fun to smash together. It smells good, but it doesn't taste as good as it smells. It just tastes all salty. I eat a lot of Play-Doh. It really makes you constipated. (laughs) Play-Doh's cave. I made caves all the time. Bat cave, love caves. (laughs)
1: Love caves? (laughs) So tell us about your love cave. (laughs) Is
0: that where we're going? Uptown, 34th Street? You got a love
1: cave there, do you? Does your wife know? She doesn't.
0: No, see what it is. My wife's always home. So I take my girl to this cave out on my property, and we have sex in it. It's my love cave. <laughs> Sometimes there's bobcat shit in it. So I have to sweep that away with my hand before my babe sees it.
1: I put down a nice pile of straw in my love cave. <laughs> before my love cave, I had a fuck tower.
0: <laughs> but it structurally wasn't sound. I built it with my it, brother-in-law. It, it toppled. It, it toppled. It toppled when I was coupling. <laughs> it was some coupling toppling. <laughs> Once you toppled me, it, it toppled the tower. I haven't rebuilt that tower. My <laughs> brother-in-law's
1: not speaking to me anymore. Once he found out what the tower was for. <laughs> I don't know why these are cowboy. I guess because we're in Houston. These are yeah. like cowboy men out on the ranch.
0: Yeah, you haven't heard of those like Houston fuck towers <laughs>
1: and love caves? Well, it's very flat, so you're not going to have a lot of discretion well, the the
0: thing, the, well, in it's your kind tower. of it's kind of a double edged sword because when you build a fuck tower, <laughs> you're up there because you want a good lookout to be able to see if your wife's coming. Oh yeah. But then the but the, then if
1: she is, what are you gonna yeah, do? Yeah, but then the flip
0: side is your wife spots you from miles away <laughs> having sex with her cousin <laughs> in a tower. In a tower, it's like G- on the ranch. Have you noticed that tower? You're like, no, I just came into the grocery store to get some oh, eggs. Oh, it's for hunting. It's got about five hundred rungs in the ladder, and I swear, it took your husband forty-five minutes to climb that thing. And I went and got some binoculars. I came back. I drove out over there. Sure enough, it was him and some young thing. <laughs> oh,
1: everything is weirder in Texas, it as is, they say. Yes, you know, don't mess with Texas. Is not a uh, not originally intended to be a confrontational chest-beating kind of phrase. It was, it was, like an an, was anti-littering. It was a warning. No, it was anti-littering was the don't mess with Texas, the original usage of it.
0: Are you being, are you being for yeah. real? Yeah.
1: What? It was like don't waste Utah or don't or mess. Idaho's too pretty. Don't,
0: don't, why would it not be don't mess up Texas or something? Oh, I don't, don't know. Don't mess with Texas. Yeah. All right, so your cab, I'm guessing, gets to your hotel.
1: Yeah, he gets to our hotel after talking. And, God, eventually we talked to so many people because everyone's so goddamn friendly. And uh, eventually hate. we got so sick
0: of... Worst. I, right? hate, I hate friendly people.
1: We got so sick of saying, well, we actually won a contest. So then we just we were just like, oh, we're in town to see the jazz play. And then everyone thinks we're like way... Jazz fanatics? I, yeah, and then I felt kind of self-conscious too. Either way, I was feeling self-conscious. Father like, and
0: son jazz fanatics? Yeah,
1: they just and they're like, oh, do you go to a lot of away games? And I was like, oh, maybe once per season starting this season. I don't know. You need
0: to start doing like things from court. You yeah. need to be like... Relevance, yeah. Leading, leading the the Uber uh, passenger. Look, just give me a beer, pal. Look, man, I just want to forget. Just give me a beer. I just want to forget.
1: No, so our hotel is literally next to the arena. Oh, it's super nice. I like to be in places with a lot of gold. Oh. So I had this big gold
0: world thing as soon as you walk in. Very impressive. Um. I don't. No. No way. I don't want to say anything good about Trump necessarily, or bad. I, I'm totally neutral on him, as I'm legally required to be. Yeah. And, But I do want to say, doesn't he have gold windows on his hotel in oh, Vegas? yeah,
1: gold is everything. Yeah, his gold's stupid. This gold was cool.
0: Well, I was going to say, I thought his gold was cool, too. Ah. <laughs> gold windows, to me, is cool. <laughs> There's nothing cooler than gold windows. I just... I just I don't know, does it even have a hotel in
1: Vegas or are we thinking of like the Mirage or something? Maybe. They all have gold windows. I just
0: okay, then I, then I, then that statement is I just enjoy gold as well, I guess. Yeah, I gold's say. cool, like yeah.
1: Um, so we got all afternoon to kill. We don't know what to do. Um, I thought about going to the Rothko Chapel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um which is a chapel, the big Rothko, Rothko painting. I, I yeah. I love Rothko. Yeah, it's amazing and I but I didn't it was I just didn't I decided to start drinking. It, it was and not just stop.
0: It was just one Rothko painting.
1: It might be three in this little chapel, like a little non-denominational. It's an actual church. Thing. Wow. Well, it's the kind of church where you go and just like maybe light a candle and then sit quietly.
0: Okay.
1: Something like that. Um, yeah. Now, looking back, I maybe should have gone because when am I going back to Houston? Um, no, it's cool. you so we're, we're in downtown Houston. Has a population of like four million people. I know, and it's all it's massive. It's all Houston, like in Salt Lake City. You're kind of looking at a lot of sprawl, but there's different towns that are very small that all kind of connect.
0: Houston's not that you know way? No, I'm saying.
1: Houston's not that way. So imagine... It's
0: like a mega city then.
1: Yeah, it's like a mega, flat megalopolis just spreading out forever. Wow. Yeah. And um, But so we were... Con- so I kept thinking... By the end of the trip, I was like, I love Houston and realized, well, I spent two days in a tiny, tiny portion of it. So I guess I can't judge it. But we were in this... His- we walked up to this historic downtown area... Um, really cool. Tons of, like, art deco buildings and really old stuff. And it's one of the oh, oldest, cool. like, big cities around. Uh, tons of neon, which I love. I'm obsessed with neon. Yeah. People should know that. It's good stuff. Uh, and I found this old apartment. It was this rainy day. And uh, not apartment. Old depart department store. And, you know, it still had this vintage sign and said, like, you know, established 1913 or whatever. Wow. So I'm taking pictures of this sign. And this bum comes, like, running across the train tracks. He's got a lit cigarette, and he's just you know filthy. He's running at you? He's running at us, and he goes, hey, should we check out the inside? (laughs) And I'm like, "Uh, uh, I guess. Do you have keys? And he goes, I own the damn place. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. So he pushes back this curtain. I didn't realize it. It's a bar. What? So it's a bar in an old department store. I don't even remember what it's called. Dean's? Was it Dean's? I don't know. But so it's the oldest department store in maybe the West. It's the first clothing store to offer um, credit. It's the oldest elevator in Texas, which wow. is now the um, what I'm going to call the cocaine room. Okay. Allegedly, I'm not actually making an accusation, but it seemed it's like why do people keep going in that elevator and coming out happy? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's just got all this crazy crap on the wall, and it still had their original like accounting books were part of the decor.
0: There, there's a restaurant in San Diego that we'd go to once in a while. I think it's gone now. That was It was some kind of department store that they ch- turned into a Chinese restaurant. It was really cool. Yeah, Dean's. That's what it's called, Dean's. Um, so he gives us uh, his business card and like
1: tickets for free drinks and tells us to come back. It's karaoke night. You know I love my karaoke. Yeah. And then we keep walking, and we go to the oldest bar in Houston called La Carafe, which was also awesome. It was candlelit. It was entirely candlelit. That sounds
0: totally safe, getting people liquored up. And, and, and then just fire. And then giving them fire. Yeah,
1: giving them fire. And that was candlelit and just had all sorts of old uh, ephemera on the wall. Um, but not like a TJ Fridays, like actual mm. old cool stuff. And, uh, <laughs> and that was awesome. And then we went to this other weird bar that looked cool on the outside, and inside was like the saddest place I've ever been. Oh, nice. You know, I like bars and restaurants where the public space where the patrons are is also the storage room. <laughs> and then the bartender was being real
0: weird because we just ordered a beer and she's like you don't come here to drink
1: beer wow she, she was
0: being it, very conspiratorial about it it's usually the opposite I I used to have a lot of, of friends lived out in San Francisco I still do I don't know why I said used to Yeah. and we would go to this one bar and we'd go to all types of bars and I would always get a warning from the local San Franciscans whatever they're called like just order beer don't order some like really you don't get like some crazy pina colada or yeah. something. But it's... this, because then it pisses off these bartenders because oh. they have all the power. And at a certain point, the power goes to their head and, and bartenders just go mad.
1: Oh, this, yeah, this comes into play later.
0: So, but, but this place, they didn't want you to order beer. They wanted you to get some, like... But she's,
1: like, whispering to Banana us.
0: daiquiri? No,
1: she's just like, you're clearly from out of town. Like, she's like, you don't order beer here. But she's whispering, keeps looking over her shoulder at this old lady. And, and, she oh. goes, and she goes, oh, we, have the, we have the strongest drinks in town. And I was oh, like, oh, God. so it was, and this, at this point it's like three thirty p.m.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So I guess I was supposed to order a Jack and Coke, which would be a pint of Jack yeah. and a splash of Coke. And I thought, you know, I do want to remember the game later.
0: So to let's say we save this. Beer. Yeah.
1: Also, this place is fucking depressing as hell. Yeah. I don't remember what it was called. It had a great exterior. It had the most beautiful exterior. Then some dude comes up to us too outside, and I thought it was this was a scam, but he had some uh, name tag that said like Houston Fun Patrol or something.
0: <laughs> That sounds official.
1: Yeah, and I was like, I know how this goes in these big cities. He's gonna.
0: Yeah, you're welcome to the jungle, baby. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. You you got a little piece of straw in your tooth, and and like your your handkerchief, like, uh, hobo backpack. No, we've talked. to... Yeah, exactly. And you're just like this small, like, like I, golly,
1: I've just been riding on. I've been on the trail yeah. for several <laughs> days, I'm dodging highwaymen.
0: I've never <laughs> seen buildings so tall. Fun Patrol? They don't have a Fun Patrol in Kansas. Yeah.
1: No, I've had that. You talked about that. Someone, like, tried to put a bracelet on you.
0: Yeah. And then, like, tie it. No, on your fingers. Yeah. So so they'll say, put your fingers together. And then, like, as fast as can be, he throws a string around my finger and starts, like, tying knots. Yeah. And it was going up my fingers. And I was, like, pulling on it. I was like, what? Like, because he just said, hey, put your fingers out. It wasn't like I had no idea who this person was. And I don't know why I did it. But then my mind was like, oh, someone's taking my wallet out of my pants right now. Yeah. There's people all around. And then I was pulling on my fingers, going, I, no, no, no. And then I started realizing, oh, he's making a bracelet. He wants me to buy a bracelet. Yeah. I was like, I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't need a little fucking bracelet. Yeah. And then, ate those and then he, sc- yeah. And then he almost fought me. He was, yeah. He's still F you, getting in my face and stuff. And I was like, you're the one that started tying ropes on my fingers. No, that's how they, it's all those big cities
1: have the same scams. Like any city in a tourist area, there's, of course, the the Jack Sparrow that you'll take your picture with. And then he says, oh, that's $10. That's $10. Um, there's Krishna's selling you books and then saying, well, if you could just donate to cover the cost of printing. They're free books. They give you free
0: books. But donate
1: to cover the cost of printing. And then, like, oh, it's more than that. I don't want your book. Yeah, I don't want this book. (laughs) Um, Handing you, like, a rose or a flower or something. There's the rap album. Hey, check out my rap album. And then they're like, what's your name? And then they sign it Yeah. and then want to sell you their demo for 10 bucks, Which happened to us, like, immediately as soon as we got there. So I'm a little, you know, another one if someone chases you down and says, like, I'm sorry, I have to, I have to give you a citation because uh, you're not smiling big enough. <laughs> anyway, we're raising money for the yeah. uh, Children with No Left Shoes Foundation. Right. Uh, so I thought this Houston Fun Patrol guy was a scammer, but no, he's just a... He, there's apparently something called the Houston Fun Patrol, and they give you maps and tell you the hours of things. This and is a
0: tourist hand thing? Hand
1: brochure. Yeah, just, to, just... I guess they're trying really hard to revitalize their historic downtown. Okay. And I think they're doing a fine job of it. Sounds like it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we get to the game. I'm totally nervous because I know Houston fans hate the jazz. Um,
0: no, like you're going to be uh, assaulted or something? Yeah,
1: or just people are going to be talking shit. Or, or are you we wearing your jazz gear? Oh, yeah, of course I'm representing. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Our seats are behind the basket, like four rows up. Our seats are incredible. Wow. And um, we weren't really close to the Houston bench, but what the guys would do is to stay loose. They'd come out of the game, and then they'd come right a little
0: extra cycle,
1: Right next to us.
0: Are you serious? Yeah. So
1: instead of sitting on the bench, they come and they just ride an extra cycle to keep their muscles keep going. their
0: blood pumping.
1: Yeah, and that was kind of in the tunnel, right next to us. So Dwight Howard's head is like bobbing up. Like and I down. could have pour, poured beer on him if I wanted to. You yeah. should have. Yeah. Well, I had to pay double for the beer. <laughs> no, that was every every vendor like uh, from Utah. Well, I'm sorry, we got to charge you double. Heard that line <laughs> like four times in the arena. Uh, um, but oh, it's an awesome arena. I mean, it's a it's a really cool uh, facility great sound system and i'm sorry utah jazz but the sound system has always sucked in our arena mm-hmm. always it's a terrible place for concerts you can't hear anything at, during the games mm-hmm. um, but houston had a cool presentation like cooler lights and music and stuff um everyone's real nice but so we're sitting there and then my brother nudges me and we look up and here comes a dude in a full 80s john stockton uniform oh wow Short shorts, even purple jersey. Did he look
0: like John Stockton? No, he had
1: like a beard. But then he's holding a cardboard cutout that's a replica of like a 1988 John Stockton rookie card (laughs) that he's made himself. (laughs) And he comes down and he's like pointing at everyone and talking shit. Did this guy
0: win a contest? No, coincidentally, he's sitting next to us.
1: Oh, nice. (laughs) So we're like, okay, well, he's going to take some of the heat.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And he's going to want to take it.
1: Yeah. And no, so he's trolling. And I, th- I was like, are you a jazz fan? He's like, no, nah, diehard Rockets fan. Born and raised here. But I love John Stockton. So he's just kind of a troll. What? He's just a professional troll. So every time the jazz do anything, he's standing up and he's talking to everyone around him. They all know him. And they're just like, oh, shut up. <laughs> and he's like, see, that's fundamentals. That's how you play basketball. Fundamentals. That's jazz ball. So he's standing up and talking shit the whole (laughs) time. This is great. He's on the camera a million times, of course. So so we're kind of next to him looking Mm -hmm. like a couple of dopey, doughy father-son teams. Just
0: his father and son.
1: Yeah. (coughs) So he says to us, uh, his name is Neil. And he says, you should come to my bar afterwards. You can walk there. It's my house. And I thought he was (laughs) inviting us to his house for drinks. And I thought, too far. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, also his shorts. You cannot just go buy 1980s short jazz shorts. He had to buy game used shorts. Really? So they were owned by an actual jazz player. He doesn't know who. Wow! But from somewhere in the eighties, because he can't just go to the the Adidas. Could factory. you get it on
0: eBay or something? Though? I guess he did, but
1: they're like players. No, but shorts. I mean they weren't
0: sold to the public. The shorts? Oh, I don't know. Because nowadays you get replica of every single yeah. sports thing in the world. Yeah.
1: No, he had to go high and low to find the shorts.
0: And this is just so he can try to he get in a fist fight. Basically. Yeah,
1: and he, he only does that when the Jazz are in town. Every other time, he's rooting for the Rockets. What a weirdo. Yeah. Oh, and so we were so close. Instead of having to, like, march all the way up to the top to go to the bathroom, or even buy a beer, we would go to the front, mm-hmm. walk uh, behind the cameramen who are filming the game. Like, basically, you're walking on the hardwood, going into the tunnel where there's a little bar and a bathroom. And you're doing that the whole game. I didn't. Well, I didn't realize until halftime. I was like, oh, you can just go right there. This
0: is like a secret world. Man. It was a
1: secret world. So I'm going to the bathroom in like the third quarter, and there's this huge guy in a suit standing outside the bathroom. And I was like, uh... And I stopped thinking, he must be here to make sure I don't be in there. <laughs> but he just kind of looks at me, and then I walk in, and I go, oh, because one of the Rockets is in there taking a piss. Uh... <laughs> this seven-foot-tall guy in his uniform. Mm. And I was like... Uh.
0: <laughs> I don't want to be in here. It's
1: weird. <laughs> so already a great experience, except for the fact that at halftime, the Jazz are down by like 19 points. Mm-hmm. But guess what? We win it at the buzzer. Oh, that's on right. a slam dunk. It was
0: like the most epic game ever. It's the
1: best game I've ever seen, maybe even live or on television. No, definitely live. Where, uh, yeah, we just clawed our way back, all these timeouts. I am losing my shit. Because for some reason, I wasn't trying to troll, but I was, like, less self-conscious than I would have been at an actual jazz game. Hmm. Because at an actual jazz game, I'd I'd think, like, oh, I know all these people. Hmm. And I don't, but, you know. You don't want to kind of be a fool. But I was, like, jumping up and down. I know my shirt was like, lifting up, and my belly was hanging out. And <laughs> <laughs> but I was losing it, and we won. I almost cried. Like, we, a dunk at the buzzer. When does that happen? Yeah,
0: that's pretty badass.
1: And then I was kind of nervous walking out, and, but we ran into a couple of other people in jazz gear, and they were nice, and no one really cared. Yeah, yeah. I, just thought, I just thought some drunk is going to get in my face, like, Ugh, yeah. fuck you. I didn't want that. Uh, so what did we do? Oh, so we went back to that karaoke bar, the old uh, apartment, or department store. I keep fucking that up. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's karaoke night I love karaoke I've got to get lit up first though I can't just go do it in a bar full of strangers Um, and here's the kind of crowd it is I don't really do the crowd pleasers I try to not be too obscure with my selections so you also don't pander but I'm not going to pander but here's what people are singing when we walk in uh
0: wasting away again at Margaritaville
1: Margaritaville no scrubs um Don't Stop Believing. uh yeah Bohemian Rhapsody Don't Stop
0: Believing. uh what else is all? Oh, what's the uh, Sweet Caroline? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that one. Bah,
0: bah, bah. Yeah. Um,
1: wanted Dead or Alive. That's,
0: that's a pretty good karaoke song. This guy
1: it was this, like, rock and roll guy. And he's just, uh, I don't, oh, know, I don't so know.
0: All of the names changed. There was, there was a
1: band playing next door. And then afterwards, they came over to karaoke. And it's this, like, 40-year-old guy with, like, a suit, But like an unbuttoned shirt. I don't know. Like kind of a bluesy guy. Like a blues guy. Blues. I love the blues. So in the middle of his song, he goes, it's the guitar solo. And he says, dedicated to the greatest guitarist of all time. And I was like, slammed my fist on the table. Like, no. Wait. You can't
0: say that. The, the, the Richie Sambora? Yeah, no. The greatest guitar player? The guy from no, Bon Jovi? No, and this
1: is not even a matter of taste I or wouldn't, opinion. I wouldn't even no. put him
0: in the top 50, maybe. Maybe top
1: 50 if you're a real guitar scale nerd. Yeah. But no, objectively, you cannot say that, and I, will, I do not want you getting away with that, sir. There's no way.
0: Yeah. And that's a fact. I don't... This i'm is not a, an opinion. I actually don't think anyone has ever proposed that before. No, no one's I've ever I've never said had it. anyone tell me, like... Oh, you think guitars are good? You should listen to Bon Jovi. Yeah. Oh, the greatest guitarist of all
1: time. What? No, no. First of all, it's obviously Hendrix. <laughs> and
0: that's a fact. That's in the Constitution. You think it's Hendrix? How can it not be? I don't I don't know. even like to really well, listen to Hendrix, here's but it's, the, how can it not be Hendrix? Here's the thing. is I, don't f- I feel like I'm out of my depth in guitar solos because it's not what really appeals to me about music. I, I can appreciate a guitar solo. My dad was a guitar solo, like, maniac. Yeah. Loved Stevie Ray Vaughan, loved Jimmy. Jim, he would argue Jimmy Page, probably, I'm yeah. guessing.
1: Yeah, Jimmy Page is the but other one But he you can say. loved, who
0: did he love that... Oh, space
1: in it. Well, you played guitar. Did you subscribe to guitar magazines?
0: No, yeah, but the guitar guitarist I loved when I first got a guitar was was Kurt Cobain. Right? Who can no, barely who can yeah. barely play the guitar? Yeah, Kurt Cobain but, and John. But Johnny he Ramon. was creative. Yeah, right. and 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 just like punk bands and stuff. I was I was a punk rocker. But you'd read guitar magazines,
1: and it's always it's so far removed from what you know as music. Right? Because it's always uh, Steve Vai. Yeah, Joe Satriani. Yeah, Stevie Ray Vaughan, of course. Every uh, every issue a Stevie Ray Vaughan centerfold.
0: I've got to Google who my dad liked. I, I cannot. He loved him, and it was like someone no one listens to. Jeff Beck. Uh, oh, Jeff Beck. Yeah, Jeff Beck's he, another one. My dad was obsessed with Jeff Beck, and I was like, who even listens to this? Who yeah. listens to Jeff Beck? And then when I start list, thinking of guitar solos I really like, it's gonna be stuff that's in metal usually like the dude from Slayer is a rad soloist to me but i don't, i don't know it's just yeah I just it's, not, don't, it's not my thing i don't think my brain is, was wired to hear the, like the you know like divinity within a guitar solo mm-hmm. i feel like it kind of ruins music when it's just the whole song's just you're waiting for a guitar solo
1: well and there's, there's exciting guitar solos well, of course. i like um I, I just said that uh george harrison's solo on let It Be is maybe my favorite guitar solo.
0: I gotta try to imagine which
1: probably anyone after a couple months of guitar lessons could play.
0: It's not like well, that's kind of that's kinda what that's kind of what I was saying when I was. But uh, it's very moving. When I was, I really liked Kurt Cobain as a guitarist, right? Because I mean, technical. There's being technical, and then there's like being creative. Yeah, and you can do stuff with your guitar that's just crazy. If, you and I know.
1: guess Jimmy Page was probably both.
0: Yeah. He's definitely good. I'm not going to argue. He's no Richie Sambora.
1: No, no. <laughs> Chime in on this, by the way, gang. Uh, WorldChampionPodcast at gmail.com. Facebook.com. Just look for World Champion Podcast. Of course, Twitter. It's Smogville Fair. And we're on Instagram at World Champion Pod.
0: Yeah, this is, right now, there's at least one listener who's just scarlet with rage. And
1: I really want to know what, what we think of guitarists. And then maybe we'll, we'll expand this discussion a little more.
0: i got to try to think of my favorite. Oh, do you know who my favorite guitarist is? Hmm. It's... Uh, it's, oh, I can't think of his name. It's Graham Coxham from Blur.
1: Oh, okay. Because
0: he does a lot of weird effects pedals and, like, yeah. he does weird guitar stuff. Uh, he's probably my favorite. I'd probably go
1: Keith Richards, more of a rhythm guitarist than, yeah. like, a showy guy. But he did interesting stuff. Interesting oh, did tuning. Iconic really stuff, like, man.
0: Yeah. You Just it, these, like, simple riffs that are are timeless. Yeah.
1: And and just really, if, if you do know guitars, like, it was really complicated stuff. Mm-hmm. For just being some some dope uh,
0: that was, or, or maybe George Harrison. I mean, gosh, yeah, George Harrison was. He was like you're, you're talking about. This is the favorite guitarist of the best guitarists. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so this is the one that everyone's looking to. That's I'm sure Stevie Ray Vaughan, and all these people love George Harrison. Yeah,
1: it's
0: hard. Yeah, I love George Harrison too.
1: So uh, oh, anyway, you're talking about the the mixed drinks earlier. They had this shot at this bar that was so good. So tasty, and I we well, was it I recommended?
0: How do you even know it existed?
1: I mean, it was on the menu. Oh, like, okay. Like the, the, you know, it was called like the Texas Sling. I don't. know. I have no idea what it was called. Mm-hmm.
0: It was Might ca- have been it's called, called the Highway Man.
1: Yeah, it was called the Highwayman. <laughs> and it was so good. And we, it was kind of expensive, but we had a round of those. And what then was, what like, was in it? I don't remember. You can't even like
0: steer. In I took any a picture. Direction. I took
1: a picture of the menu. So you know, it was one of those really complicated ones that like it was like a craft cocktail. Oh, okay. Okay. But normally, I'm not into Salt Lake. Uh, drinking culture is now all about the craft cocktails. Really. And I'm just I kind of am. Um, you know, you hear oh cool new bars opening, oh with craft cocktails. You know, I don't want to pay eleven dollars. Eleven dollars for
0: the, for basically a shot.
1: Yeah, for basically a shot that might taste good and that's it might muddled taste a little like, bit. Yeah. It'll have. It takes half
0: an hour to make. Some weird herbs in it. Yeah. A tons gi- of that. One giant square ice cube.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> that's
0: that was how San Diego was when I was there. Yeah. Every single bar, you'd get one drink, you'd be able to finish it before it even touched your lips practically. And because, it'd
1: be in a fancy dedicated glass that's only, yeah, only that drink is served in like a glass. It's like
0: a tiny little glass pitcher or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love that. It's like a pitcher but just tiny. Yeah.
1: Just hand-sized. Yeah, and it's it's served on top of and takes 15 minutes to make and mm-hmm. then, you know, there's all this show and he he's lighting a sprig of of mint on fire, <laughs> and then, like, waving the smoke around.
0: Did you nailed it on the head. Uh-huh.
1: But it was so good, and then I asked for another one, and and the bartender said... Um,
0: one per customer. Yeah,
1: she just said, it's late, I don't want to make that. How about a shot of Jameson for two bucks?
0: I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's, that's more like my drinking culture. Yeah.
1: So I finally got to sing my favorite uh, David Bowie song, which is Moon Age Daydream, which for some reason, most karaoke bars don't have it. Hmm. So, I got to sing that to an audience that could not have cared <laughs> less. Yeah. Yeah. Really, I don't know. I just did it for me because my brother didn't care. He was just like, you're going to sing. You're embarrassing me, Dad. Dad. Uh, yeah. Uh, at the end of the night, though, the bartender did say, she's like, that was cool that you sang a song that wasn't stupid and did a really <laughs> good job. She's like, I've been sitting here all night. It's been awful. So, thanks for coming along and being good. Wow. I was like, yes. That's quite
0: a compliment. Yeah,
1: totally. So I'll take that to the bank. Um, I don't remember what happened. I guess we just went home. Okay, so then here's the deal. One night in Houston, we get up to fly back, um, plug in our, our little information. Flight's canceled. because so we had a connecting flight through Denver, and for two entire days, the Denver airport had been shut down.
0: Oh, man.
1: Yeah. Now, had I checked my – usually I wake up, and the first thing I do is check my email, but I wanted to sleep in an extra five minutes. So I mm. woke up and just hurried to the airport. Had I checked my email, I would have seen that the flight was canceled and saved a whole lot of hassle.
0: Oh, you went to the airport.
1: I went to the airport to find this out because I didn't check my email oh, that, that said sucks. your flight's canceled. Yeah. So the lady gives us a fake boarding pass so we can get through security and is like, here's the flight schedule. And there's no direct flights on Southwest to Salt Lake. So it's basically you're on standby to get on a flight to God knows where. Once you get there, if you get there, you're you are then be on still. standby still to try to get back to Salt Lake. Wow. Every flight... Out of Houston was sold out for the next three days. (laughs) So I'm looking at car rentals at this point. And but if you rent a car and then drop it off in another city halfway across the country, it's like seven hundred dollars. It's expensive. Plus you're on the road for For two days. It was literally a twenty-four hour drive. Wow, and that's not counting stops.
0: So it's like like a a three-day drive. It'd
1: be like a three-day drive. We'd have to get hotels we have to get meals on the road, like gas station hot dogs. You're out,
0: like $800, $1,000. Yeah, for this contest that we won.
1: <laughs> and then finally, it's so stressful. And finally, I um, managed to use miles to book a Delta flight the next day. And then we had to book a hotel that night. So again, this contest, we had to spend you know 200 bucks on a hotel. Um, and then all, use all my miles. Yeah. But I guess that's what miles are for. And I guess I could die and not have used them ever.
0: That's a great way to look at it. Yeah.
1: So, so we used our miles to fly back. Um, and then we got another day in Houston. Uh, so I'm trying to make the most of it. And I'm like, I'm going to live it up now. I'm on vacation. I don't have to worry about getting into a game. So everyone uh, is recommending this restaurant called Irma's to us. Mm-hmm. But everyone, I mean strangers on the internet. Okay. Are like, like my brother posted on Twitter. Like, hey, I'm here for the hashtag Utah Jazz game. Where should I eat? And then all these, like, he, journalists are saying, Irma's, you got to go to Irma's. So we leave the airport, go straight to so Irma's. So
0: well, were the journalists looking up the hashtag Utah Jazz? How, yeah. did, how <laughs> did they find yeah, it? Yeah,
1: apparently that's all they do. Okay. And I guess that's your life when you're, you've written your column and you have eight hours just to kill the office. I've
0: noticed that Twitter's a big journalist thing.
1: Huge for sports journalists, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, so they're all saying Irma's. We go to Irma's. Uh, it's like a tech, you know, I really wanted a good Tex-Mex place. And the guy's like, hey, fellas, uh, sit right there to your left. You want some margaritas, some lemonade? Got the margaritas, they're delicious. This place doesn't have a menu. So it's like, oh, this is so charming. There's no menu. Um. <laughs> what? Yeah.
0: Charming. Kind of, yeah. So, like, so oh, it's, the wait- weird, it's quirky. The waitress comes up and says, what do you have? And you just like, pss- Spaghetti?
1: I guess the thing is that every day they just make what they feel like based on like, what fresh ingredients they could get. Oh,
0: that, that's all, that was just becoming a big thing in San Diego when I moved away, too. His yeah. yeah. restaurants where the menu was different every day, and it was all like what they got at the farmer's market that yeah, day. Exactly. Okay. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, so the waitress comes out, and she's like – Which is like, a great
0: idea in a way. Well, Well, I guess I'll find out.
1: Comes out the waitress comes out, and uh, she's like, hey, you want some queso and guacamole? Oh, yeah, sounds great. Cool. Queso and guacamole. Guacamole was a little too uh, garlicky for me. The queso was outstanding. Now you might be thinking, queso is melted cheese. Somehow this was outstanding. It was the best I've ever had.
0: What else is in queso? I don't know, but it's like made it's it like so some good. kind of peppers. It's just
1: like queso and jalapenos, or, uh, or like cheese and jalapenos. I right. Thought, is there
0: a little bit of beans or something mixed in? There can be. Or tomato, sometimes there's like beans, like salsa? tomatoes.
1: Yeah. It's different. Um, but it was so good. And then the guy was, comes was out Was the cheese again.
0: like Velveeta cheese? I don't know what it was. Or was this you know, like no, was so smooth. farmer's market Velveeta? Yeah, it was like, oh, was farmer's market Velveeta. <laughs> That's my favorite. Home, you get that
1: Velveeta's right from the farm, from the Velveeta farm. <laughs> and then the guy comes out and he's like, so what, what What? are you feeling like? And I was like, uh, he's like, uh, tamales, uh, enchiladas. And then I stopped him because I, I got nervous. I panicked. And I just said, enchiladas,
0: so, uh, how, how many things were on the menu? Did, I don't know. Did you even find I out? Because
1: because he said, what do you feel like? What did your son tamales, say? Tamales, fajitas, enchiladas. Oh, he was just panicked as I am.
0: So he just said tamales also?
1: No, so yeah. So I said enchiladas. And he's like, what kind? And I said, uh, and he's like, all three. <laughs> so like chicken, one chicken, one beef, one cheese enchilada. Right. And my brother's like, yeah, I'll, I'll take that too. So we eat it up. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, that's, the, that's what I'll say about it. Pretty good. Uh, and then the bill drops and it's eighty five dollars. Oh my god! Yeah.
0: Oh, so part the the main part That's of the, the charm with the no menu is you don't know how much it is,
1: right? And I was like, oh, that queso that I was raving about was nine fifty, and the guacamole I didn't care for was also nine fifty. So you
0: spent twenty dollars just on the appetizer. Yeah,
1: just on something to dip your chips in while you're bored.
0: Wow! Yeah. Well played there. Yeah, and I guess if you like all these sports journalists have uh, money they can spend per day, right? So, like, the reason they're recommending it is because they're not buying the guac- guacamole. Oh yeah,
1: they got their the the, the ES- ESPN
0: it. is buying the guacamole. Yeah, so of course you like they're going to give you the most expensive <laughs> like yeah. cool place to go. Yeah, I don't
1: you know? know. Maybe there's people that live in big cities and that's like nothing. But that was like a Tex-Mex lunch that yeah, it just know. it
0: depends if you're getting something that really you know enchiladas i could probably make
1: <laughs> yeah or i could go to the red iguana here in salt lake which is um don't roll your eyes listeners no it's like nationally renowned is it's one of the best Mexican, yeah tex-mex it is outstanding
0: the red iguana is and you're and how much would it be there like 13 dollars or something for
1: per, per, yeah maybe even if you got an appetizer i just went there no um, like oh
0: no not I meant just the enchiladas. Oh,
1: yeah, probably like 13 bucks. 13, yeah. 14 or something? Yeah, I mean, 30 bucks a person, 40 for getting drinks, maybe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nothing outrageous. Oh, the margaritas were very good, $15.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How, uh, were they really big at least? They're, no. they're just Oh, good. they were
1: big. Yeah, they were big, but they didn't taste very strong. Okay. But they tasted good, so I guess whatever. I don't
0: know. Oh, $15. And
1: it's not like the, I mean, it was the middle of the day, it was, a, it was empty. So it wasn't even like it was a super cool experience.
0: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: you know what? You know, it was. My brother's trying to talk me down. And he's like, "You were all about this until the bill dropped," mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Yeah, okay, I was." So I should just take it. You know?
0: I don't know. I kind of think that you before before you were talked down. Like, there's something to be said about an experience also being affordable.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Like, if money's no option, there's things in this world you can do that will blow your mind. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's I've heard
0: rich people in Thailand can go to a real life place where you can kill someone for the yeah. thril, for a thrill kill.
1: Just for the thrill of killing.
0: So do you think there's some like sociopathic Wall Street guy that went there and he was like, Oh, this is so great. You're led down into this like murky basement and there's this crying college student, yeah. and I just got to you know, just blow his brains all <laughs> over. And then, you know, they 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 drop this bill, twelve hundred dollars.
1: I mean, gosh! You know, to, like, if
0: I would have known that, I was thinking you can kill someone. You can kill a local prostitute for free, <laughs> and I've done it.
1: <coughs> I love, this, love the idea of the sociopathic businessman who just murders people,
0: <laughs> but he's concerned about the bottom line. Yeah,
1: I'm still worried about the bottom line.
0: Or, uh, I can even picture him being like, "Can I speak to your manager?" And he's going into some back alley, up some yeah. like rickety stairs, to talk to someone counting like money on a table. Yeah. And being like, $1,200 for a murder is outrageous. Okay, fine. You want to clean it up? You can clean it up. He's like, I'll, I'll, t- I'll, ha- I'll cut up the body myself. I'll, ha- I'll throw the body in the river. <laughs> can we c- t- cut this in half? <laughs> Just haggling for the price. <laughs> haggling for the price. And then going on Yelp and being like, don't, don't be fooled.
1: But it's like a secret Yelp.
0: A yeah, secret yeah. Yelp
1: for rich, crazy people. Yeah, it's people. Rich,
0: rich sociopath whelp. Yelp. Yeah. You get on there, and you're like, one star... It has a great selection of victims, but they really stick it to you with when you get the bill.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> will not return. Will not return. I will just freelance from now on. Yep. Kill on my own. Like I have been. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, they haven't caught me yet.
1: So, <laughs> so this place across from where the Houston Astros play looks like an awesome facility. We kind of peeked in. Um, they have this little park that has statues of greg vigio and wait so wait a minute
0: isn't isn't it's the astrodome right or are they in a new place no the
1: astrodome is interesting it's condemned they didn't tear <laughs> it down because i think it's on the national historic places registry uh-huh. but it's not suitable for habitation and no one knows what to do with it
0: so is there like tigers in it and stuff and it's, just like it's wild been,
1: it's been locked since 2008.
0: I picture it like being one of those uh, like a rundown, like an "I
1: Am Legend" kind of thing.
0: I was yeah, or that I was thinking of Jurassic Park three when they're going through the old Jurassic Park and it's all like vines and stuff on the inside, and there's Velociraptors living in the buildings.
1: No, it's got to be like that because it's not safe to occupy. It's been locked for eight years. Really? Yeah, and they want to turn it into. They're thought about turning it into like a hotel resort or housing.
0: Weird. I didn't know that. Yeah. Where did where did the Astros play?
1: It's uh, called Minute Maid Park, and it's right downtown, and it looks lovely. Is
0: it? Do they use turf there, or
1: is it grass? Uh, it's got a retractable roof. It does use some kind of turf, but like that new kind of turf. That's that's, that's like not grass. just God. That's not just uh what something you wipe your feet on. When oh you go man,
0: else. turf was is the most horrifying thing. I can't yeah. even imagine. F- sli- like when I watch the outfielders dive, oh, yeah. you're diving onto like just plastic, and that was on concrete like there wasn't even padding oh my god like how did anyone even play for the astros yeah
1: or the twins or the the twins
0: have turf
1: the twins did at the metrodome which was like the shittiest park in the world (laughs) (laughs) and their outfield was just a big plastic bag like it was so ugly no they had the outfield wall and then behind it was a big garbage bag (laughs) and then some seats maybe above the garbage bag and then after the games, they'd come vacuum up the dirt because the dash turned back into a football field. Oh my God. Yeah. Awful.
0: So, okay. So that's, I want to go to the, I want to learn more about the Astrodome.
1: Yeah. Read about That it. sounds
0: fascinating.
1: But this new place, they've got this statue of Houston Astros greats, uh, Greg Biggio, like, mm-hmm. uh, no, he played second. So he's throwing it to Jeff Bagwell at first. who's mm. catching it. I got to post this on our Instagram. This, statue of Greg Biggio is the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. And I just thought, who thought that is what a human face looks like? It is just a monster mummy. It kind of looks like a mummy. Like in Raiders of the Lost Ark, when they knock down a wall and there's all these mummies in there, it's kind of like that.
0: Are the proportions of the face remotely, like, is it even like a cartoon caricature of him? I mean, they're slight, yeah, that's what's even weirder. It's even creepier. Yeah. Then. So it's like someone made a Muppet of him. Yeah. And then bronzed
1: it. Uh, yeah, and then bronzed it. And his teeth, like, every individual <laughs> tooth is sculpted, which doesn't look right. <laughs> Never looks good. It does good. not look right. Like, was, someone sculpted his gums, and it looks so weird. <laughs>
0: Um, so this is kind of this is a, a statue you wouldn't want to walk by at night. No, not like, at all. You, like you would be terrified. You'd be running probably. Oh yeah, and, it, and it's
1: like grit in its <laughs> teeth, and its eyes are wide, and it's all posted on our on our thing because you've got to see it. It's it's Have amazing. Have you seen
0: that Lucille Ball? Was it Lucille? Yeah, it's, Ball? A, lot, it's a lot like that. It's like yeah, a Lucille Ball statue. Yeah, that bust the,
1: that the sculptor apologized, apologized for and offered to replace at his own expense. Oh, it's horrifying. Yeah. In her hometown in New York or something. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, yada, yada, yada. We get to a hotel. We're staying in this other nice hotel, like in the theater district, because we mm-hmm. just thought, let's do it up. Yeah. At the time, I had a job. By the way, I don't have a job anymore. We're doing that again, guys.
0: <laughs> it's that time of it's year. It's that time of
1: year where I don't have a job anymore. <laughs> By the time, I had a job. So I was like, oh, I don't care. It's, yeah, you know. let's live it up. Um, I My brother was not feeling well. Uh, I, I decided to go to wait, the wait. cemetery. Your
0: brother was there, too? Your, your son's uncle?
1: Yeah, my son. And my son's <laughs> there. My boy. My boy's not feeling well. Your boy's well. running the fever. Yeah, my boy's not feeling well. He's got vertigo or something. From all the basically from all the walking around and the not drinking water. Yeah and stuff like that. Yeah. So so I decided to go to this historic cemetery, which was awesome. I love cemeteries. This is one with like it's all overgrown and you know, statues of angels every which way. Howard Hughes is in this cemetery. Really? Yeah. And I walked around. I got there only an hour before closing, so I'm just booking it. I'm walking so fast and taking pictures, like march, 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 march. Picture, march, march around. Wait, wait, stop. Let's stop for ten seconds. Listen to the birds. It's peaceful. Okay, march. Wow. And I got my GPS going, trying to find Howard Hughes. My GPS could not lead me to it.
0: No, is his uh, tombstone the the uh, what's it called? The, the, the
1: spruce goose. The spruce
0: goose. It was a big giant.
1: No, it's it looks it's behind a fence because there were so many vandals. Naturally. Um, and it's just his family tomb, so he's there with, like, his parents and oh,
0: stuff. That makes sense. And the pictures
1: make it look modest. His mother. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Mainly with his mother. Yeah.
1: I. Uh, but I could not find it for the life of me. So either the one thing online that lists the GPS coordinates is wrong or my phone is not accurate on GPS. And this place is huge. Uh, but It's really cool. It's across this, like, rip bayou and has a view of downtown. That was a fun experience. Then I had to go buy underpants because...
0: After seeing that statue, yeah, like, <laughs> I, had to, I had no choice. That suddenly makes sense. Yeah,
1: no, I would only packed for for one day, so mm. I, I was like, you know, I wore the same shirt the whole time, so I had to. Yeah, so I went and bought socks and underpants. <laughs> um, that night we're going to go out. I I, I believe it's kind of secret. So minute,
0: so if you if you wear the same shirt, you didn't pack. You're mm. wearing. You said you wore the same shirt the whole time. I had an. A button shirt. So, for you, packing for one day is just wearing your clothes.
1: Oh, no, I had like a couple t shirts. Oh, okay. And then like a buttony shirt. Oh, okay. Yeah. The
0: buttony shirt. Yeah.
1: Got so, it. I was wearing the same buttony shirt. Yeah. For, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I'm packed. Where's yeah. your bags? They're on me. <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing them. I'm wearing them all.
1: Um, I think, from what I understand, it was kind of secretive how this happened. Um, we were trying to decide what to do that night. Um, we kind of wanted to go out on the town. Um, hmm. yada 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 I tapped into this network friend of a friend sort mm-hmm. of situation say no more got a text from a stranger um, and I'm being secretive because they were kind of being secretive about this so mm-hmm. text from a stranger that said hey if you can get down to the house of blues I got two tickets to disturbed for you
0: ow <laughs> 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 and uh,
1: so of course I look at my boy and well, You're yes, like, duh. Y- of y- course we're going to do this. Yes. Um, Secret
0: back entrance to see a Disturbed concert. Yeah.
1: And we walk in. It is packed.
0: That's um, mind-blowing. It smells so strongly of marijuana.
1: Really? In this House of Blues. Is it just a yeah. metal
0: thing or just?
1: I don't know. People love Disturbed, though. It's packed. Everyone's singing along to everywhere. I
0: wouldn't think of Disturbed as being a big weed band, though.
1: Yeah, because they're so aggressive. Huh. Um, he had to issue a formal apology because the night before in Dallas, I guess he was ragging on someone who was on their cell phone, uh-huh. and it turns out the woman was texting her daughter to make sure she got home safe in the rain.
0: Oh, I'm so gl- how dare he! I'm glad we straightened this out. Yeah, well,
1: no, it was on. It was one of those trending topics on Facebook, Oh which yeah. I love those because then you can see what morons think of issues, <laughs> and everyone's like, "He should do more than apologize. What a jerk!" She was trying to see if her daughter was home safe. Like he knew that.
0: So what, she was just on the phone? He,
1: she, she was on her phone the whole time, and he was like, hey, why don't you put your phone away and enjoy my performance?
0: Yeah, how dare uh, him.
1: Yeah. Like, he knew, like, hey, I don't care about your stupid daughter. He had no idea.
0: Well, I, so still, he, I still don't th- see how he's in the wrong. Yeah. Like, if you're in a movie talking on the phone, it's not the, the theater's fault you don't, can't take care of your daughter. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, right. could, you could shoot a quick text and be like, are you home safe? Yeah. Yes or no. Yeah. It's not so, like you have to be on the phone. Well, let's just talk about your night. No, no, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. I'm in the front row of a rock concert.
1: Well, we go up to the balcony where everyone's singing along, everyone's dancing, uh, pumping their fists. There was one woman sitting down asleep. <laughs> I couldn't really get a clear picture because it was dark, but there was a woman asleep. you sure
0: there. she wasn't
1: dead? So she might. Maybe she was dead. Maybe she smoked too much marijuana and died.
0: Oh, yeah. One of those marijuana overdose. Yeah, They're, They've been crazy here yeah. in Smogville lately, all the marijuana ODs. But they were so cool. They won me over.
1: I went ironically. I'll admit it. Mm-hmm. I don't love Disturbed. The person I was with, this was their sixth time seeing them that year.
0: Wow. That yeah. year? <laughs> yeah. So like the same tour. Yeah. So I'm with so this couple. So it was couple. like they're following the Grateful Dead. Yeah. And I guess that explains the marijuana. Yeah. So I'm with this
1: couple who is the Disturbed superfans, And uh, so we get there. You know, cool lights, awesome performance. The singer has very good posture. He's that's, wearing like a,
0: a cape, like I, I'm someone who is really thinks posture is is underappreciated. Well it's interesting. Yeah. I love good posture. Yeah. So that sounds like a ridiculous thing to say, but I yeah. think that he should be commended for having good posture. He had great
1: posture and it kinda of just walk, stalk around the stage like a like a monster man.
0: Mm-hmm. He's a big strong guy. Mm-hmm.
1: He's probably fifty now. you mm-hmm. wearing a cape, kind of a cape thing, like a floor-length cape.
0: It's it's kind of isn't it kind of a matrixy leather? cape Yeah, it's thing? like a sleeveless duster. And <laughs> that yeah, Very, a highwayman look. It's kind of a highwayman look. Modern? Yeah. Does he still have the weird little lip piercing thing? I, did, I couldn't tell. If I was, where yeah, it was he had the double it's lip too piercing. far away. Yeah.
1: And then he would talk between songs, and this is what his speaking voice sounded like. Wow. Thank you, Houston, so much. We are so excited to perform for you tonight, Houston.
0: Was English his first language? Were they from Germany or something you know, from, weird? Sh- from Chicago. From Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But we got there just in time to see the cover medley. So, oh. Sound wait, of Silence. Wait, before
0: you get into this. Yes. What What is their, their, I've only heard their one song. Is the rest of their song similar to it? Yeah, are, it's all
1: the same stuff. It all sounds There's like that? There's some slow ones. There's like They got some ballads. Ballads.
0: But it's kind of your typical, like, metal ballad. Yeah. Okay. Um...
1: So they do Sound of Silence, mm-hmm. Closer by Nine Inch Nails. Okay. Um,
0: I can't picture medleys without picturing a Weird owl medley, where it's like, <laughs> da 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 da, yeah. da going to the next part. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, it's like that, but, like, rocking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh, what else?
0: Closer. Uh, closer. You, you sent me the, a little video of Closer.
1: Yeah. Then it's, um, still haven't found what I'm looking for.
0: Uh, interesting, from Tree. interesting choice. Gosh. Was it? Did they make it really metal? Was it, or was it pretty true I just, to his,
1: his pipes? Are impressive. Yeah. he can sing that's and the thing, really belt it out. That's the thing yeah.
0: about metal singers is yeah. is they they are good singers. Yeah. I was listening to a Guns N' Roses song today and thinking, God, he's doing all these different octaves. Yeah, like you, and then I just tried to picture going into the studio and being like, Oh, ah, yeah, and like doing these high pitched yeah. things. Yeah. Same with Manowar. I was listening to Manowar this weekend. Oh yeah, Manowar's amazing. And he just belts it out. He's like yeah. an opera singer. Yeah. Like you think of a like being in a punk band or something. You you don't even need to know how to sing. Yeah. You're just kind of yelling.
1: And just hoping it sounds and like hoping, words. Yeah. yeah.
0: Hoping it sort of sounds like words. And if you're yeah. drunk enough, it almost you can almost get hit a melody. But <laughs> yeah. So but so metal is just one of those things where like you're all every member is ultra talented. Oh yeah. T- no, the band
1: was so tight. And uh, yeah, and he could like he could make his voice sore. Okay, I mean not sore like hurts like sore like an eagle. No, I, I understood. I don't remember what they did after the U two song. Um, they did another, and then they did "Killing in the Name of" by Rage Against the Machine. Oh wow,
0: that's taking me back. Yeah,
1: and then they did some. Did ballad where whole, he wants everyone to like is hold that up the their one lighter. where he
0: starts saying the f word at the end?
1: Yeah, you and want they do what they told. I want not do
0: what you tell me. Yeah. Unless you're listening to the radio edit and it has this weird, like, cut. Yeah.
1: I won't do what you're telling
0: me. I won't do what you're telling me. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I love when they do that, when they just, like, play it backwards. Yeah. Like Santeria. Mm. I don't get angry when my mom (laughs) schmoosh. I haven't
0: listened to the radio in so long. Give it a shot. They're playing the same stuff. In, like, years. You won't even know the difference. It'll be, like, time traveling. Yeah.
1: Uh, So then, of course, Encore, Down with the Sickness. Um, then our friends, our new friends Mm -hmm. are like, okay, just
0: follow us. We go through some weird side door Mm -hmm. through a a red lit tunnel. I'm, I'm basically picturing the big (laughs) dance party from the second matrix movie, just like this underground club, maybe in a love cave, one of those Houston, (laughs) Houston love caves. Yeah.
1: No, it wasn't like that. It was, uh, it was like a man cave,
0: like someone's cool rec room maybe. Was, so backstage was actually cool. It wasn't just usually backstage. No, that's what I'm
1: saying is like I'm saying cool in quotes. Like maybe oh. some guys like check out what I did in my basement. Okay. But no, so getting ahead of ourselves. So we're going through these tunnels. We're going past a big beefy guy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, you. And no one says like, hey, these guys with you. It's just like head nod, go into the back. And we're in the backstage lounge. <laughs> uh, which It's like rugs, like Persian rugs mm-hmm. and a disco ball and incense. And then what I loved is there's a DJ there. And he's got like his headphones on, like a DJ does. God, this
0: is like backstage on a TV episode yeah, totally. of, a,
1: of a concert. It's totally like that. Um, but and he's just playing, but he's just he might as well have been a Pandora station. Because he's a DJ and he's playing Give It Away by the Chili Peppers. <laughs> and then he follows that up with some 311. And he's still there jamming and like typing and looking through s- stuff. I don't know, he didn't have records. Mm-hmm. But I was like, why
0: do we need a DJ when it could have just been someone's iPod on Shuffle? it's probably on their uh their uh rider yeah it's probably it's probably weird like we have we need five persian yeah. rugs yeah we need this type of incense yeah like that's man that's yeah but we I've, just we just marched to i I've, d- I've done that i it's it's like a, i call it like a mentos maneuver i was i went to this uh sundance private party and it was for like it was like Snowboard Academy Awards okay oh yeah yeah so they're giving out like a it was like an awards show for snowboarding and stuff but I got tickets because someone knew I loved Black Rebel Motorcycle Club and they Mm. were the house band afterwards oh cool and so the place is packed and then as soon as the awards show is over everybody just go like scatters to the bar and to the tables and so the Black Rebel Motorcycle Club start playing and there's like 10 people up front and so I just go up front because that's what I came for yeah and I was all I was pretty lit up, and, and I was singing along and stuff. And there were so few people doing watching that. That at the end of the concert, the drummer came up to me, and like came up to me and nice. was like, "You're a true fan," awesome. and, and gave me his drumsticks. Because oh, they, cool. because they'd be like, "What you know?" Like we're taking requests, and then it would be just my voice yelling out a, <laughs> a song title, <laughs> just silence with one person. And I'd be like, "Play this," and Weird. so it was like a personal set list. Yeah. So afterwards, I have these drumsticks. And I was like, oh, I really, like, it, I just had this, this feeling that I could get backstage and hang out with him. Yeah. So I start walking back. Same thing. There's a big, beefy security guy. Yeah. And I'm just kind of tapping the, the drumsticks together, and I'm like, I'm just going to blaze past this guy. So I walk past him, and, and then he goes, hey. And I was like, shit. Yeah. The jig is up. I turn around, and he's all. You played great tonight. <laughs> yes!
1: Yes, that's where, that's where I was hoping this would go. So, so uh, you're the drummer so, just walking around with your own yeah, with,
0: sticks. With the drumsticks, tapping yeah. them together yeah. as I walk around, because <laughs> that's what drummers do. They yeah. love tapping those sticks together. Yeah. And, then, and so then I find uh, the guitarist. His name's Peter. Yeah. And I was like, being an annoying fan, you know, this is years ago. And I was like, what are you guys doing later? And he's like, I'm just going to drink bottle of whiskey and pass out. And he was kind of like, surly?
1: Oh, and I was okay. like, okay,
0: yeah. well, okay. I, I didn't realize, this was at a point in the band where the band was about to break up and their drummer quit and all this stuff. Oh. So huh. it was like, I was thinking backstage is good times. Yeah. But he's kind of off on his own surly. And then I was like, where's the rest of the guys? Like, yeah. I'm, like I'm a friend or something. Yeah. And I think it even kind of tricked him. He's probably thinking, do I know this guy? Oh, yeah. And then he's like, you just go back there and then up the stairs, there's a private party. So so I was like, shit, there's another layer of security. Yeah. So I go, so I go back there. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna need the drumstick thing again. And so I try to blaze past this security guy. And and he goes, he's like, where's your pass? Because there was like a big plastic pass. And then it was just down at the end of a long hall, and I was like, I was like, I don't know. I gave it to and so I did the indignant thing. Oh, and I was like, and I was like, I gave it to my girlfriend. I'm like, I just was talking to Peter down there. He has another yeah. pass problem. And I pointed to the guitarist. Yeah. And I was like, and I said his name loud enough that he turned and waved. <laughs> no way! <laughs> yes. No way! So the security guy was like, okay. Oh so, wow! So I go. Up to, How have I
1: never heard this before? I don't
0: know. So so like it was just like dumb luck too. Yeah. Where I just was like, Peter's down there. You want me yeah. to go get Peter? <laughs> and he like super angry. Yeah. And then the guy's like, nah, 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 go on up. So I go up there. Wow. And yet there is like a private party and babes and all this stuff and like food. And I go to talk to the band and they're like, they're like, How did you get back here? And then I was like, and then I told them the story. Yeah. And then the drummer said, You should work in the music industry because they're filled with fucking liars. <laughs> I was like, Okay, I will. Yeah. And then they, they thought I was a movie director because it was during Sundance. Yeah. And so they're like, Oh, you up here for the festival? And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, oh, you, are you a director? Are you more like, and then I was like, shit. Yeah. Like, I'm painting myself in this corner. I can't say no. I'm up here because I drove 20 minutes from where I live. <laughs> so, I got free tickets. Oh, I won a contest. I, 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 I got free tickets to come see you, and I came along because my girlfriend didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or whatever. <laughs> anyway. So I've, I've been Brad. backstage as well. It doesn't yeah. sound as extravagant. And these guys are all in a bad mood.
1: Yeah, there was there was another layer to the backstage too. There was you know it was oh, a double was there. backstage. Okay. So the singer never came out, uh, but the guitarist and drummer came. and They were nice, and I got pictures with them and nice guys. Do you think
0: what was was the the, the uh, union strong in this band? I or, felt like it was the it, same. Guys or was the whole it kind time? of a professional thing at this point? Like it's doing a job, and then afterwards, oh, I wonder. Because I'm curious, because I was shocked that the band seemed to hate each other when I saw the black I, I feel of like that's or, probably how every called. band is, too. Yeah.
1: I want to think of them all living in the same house and going and playing softball between right. practices. Right, right, right. But probably um, they, I mean, what, you think the singer of the Strokes and the guitarist are, like, texting each other? I hey, I got a cool idea. No, probably someone tells them, hey, we booked studio
0: Their manager time probably contacts yeah. them.
1: Yeah, we got studio time in November.
0: I don't know. We got man. A, the
1: label wants a new record. It really
0: breaks my the dream of of the rock band because when I was in a band, the whole idea was like you and your best friends are going to take on the world. Yeah, and then it just turns into like everyone hating each other. Yeah, and you, I don't even know why that is. Yeah, I, I guess, don't know. Yeah,
1: you just spend too much time too together. too much time together,
0: yeah. and then you want your own lives, and you have different. I don't know because you just hear about stuff like like Smashing Pumpkins or something where no one can. Just stand. Yeah. Uh. What's his butt? The 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 weird lead singer guy. Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan. Yeah. Like sounds like he he sounds so intolerable. People don't even want to be in the room with him. Yeah.
1: You're
0: like, how did this? How does this happen?
1: But then you're stuck because it's a it's your career now.
0: Well, yeah. And your choice is to work at Circuit City or be in the Smashing Pumpkins or
1: be a rock star.
0: Yeah. So you're like, well, even though I can't stand this son of a bitch. But,
1: and you're sick of playing. I always wonder about bands that have a very, very specific sound. Because, you know, I'm always fantasizing about being in a rock band. But uh, say you're in the Dropkick Murphys. Right. And you're going into the studio and you're like, Oh, uh, let's see, bagpipes. So I'm going to play some chunky power chords and then we're going to have some bagpipes. And then in the chorus we all sing. Great. We've been doing this for 25 years. Mm-hmm. You would have to get so artistically sick of it. But then that's it's, your band. You can go not be famous anymore.
0: Well, it, it depends on the band. There's bands that are constantly evolving. The ones I, yeah. I usually love. But I'm just
1: thinking, what would it be like to be in one of those bands where they have the exact same know. sound every time? It would have to be so unfulfilling. I, uh, but then Dave, the singer, is saying, no, this is, this is the sound. And if you don't like it, we'll get a new bass player.
0: Well, do you know, what, do you know what's interesting? This is some, when I was in a band for a few years, I had the idea in my head that I would get sick of playing the songs, right? Yeah, right. But I never got sick of actually playing them. There's, it was just every huh. time is fun. Oh, cool. Playing it live is a different experience every time, and I just was like kind of amazed. Like we'd play the same, we played not the same set list, but our set list had the same songs in them for years. Yeah, and I'd never, I don't know. It's just playing live is just like the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, it's just super fun, and it's your song you wrote it. Like, so, I, so that aspect of it probably never gets old. I don't know. Because my band broke up because we were fighting about direction of the music.
1: Right. And that's what I'm thinking is do you, do you think, hey, can we do a song without the bagpipes and the yelling for once? Yeah. And it's
0: like, no, that's what our band is. That's what we do. It's just, I think that's the whole, maybe that's what, why everyone hates each other. It's that big tug of war. Yeah. Because it's, everyone's got different ideas of where they want the band. Of there, that. And
1: then just the fact of spending like 200 nights a year with someone. Yeah. No matter who, it's going to get to you
0: yeah and, in a, then, and, in a and, van. and and being in stressful things, where you're in small quarters, you're together constantly. you're arguing about stuff, you get bored. Some, you know, you're, some guy's going through a breakup with his girlfriend, so he's in a bad mood just because he's getting dumped, you know yeah
1: oh, uh, and then one guy's on pills, and so he's, yeah, he stole he's the money. rhythm, he stole the money.
0: Dude, we had we had one t- show where our guitarist took all the money and went out and bought a bunch of pants, bought like three pairs of new pants for himself, and I wanted to fight him. I was so mad. But we, I don't know, it was just like a weird thing. There was was Stuff really like that weird. would happen. Yeah. We, like things you'd never figure out. Like how is this, like when you think of scenarios that are co- going to come up that are going to cause friction, one of them is never someone used all the money to buy pants,
1: <laughs> new yeah. pants.
0: Yeah. And they're like, well, what do you what do? You do? I, don't, I don't even, we didn't get paid half the time anyway. Right. That's the, the real secret of being in a band. You play shows and then you don't get paid. Yeah. That was like <laughs> half our concerts. Yeah. I don't know. But there definitely was. I, I don't know. Maybe that's what makes Dropkick Murphy successful—is they've got enough people that just want to stay the same.
1: And so maybe that is just a business. Just uh, you know, Pete, the manager, tells you show up at this time. Don't mm-hmm. don't book anything from May to July because we're doing Warp Tour.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you're like, okay, whatever. It's a pretty sweet
0: live. Yeah, probably. That's yeah,
1: probably better than punching into an office.
0: Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. If you listen to the uh, – there's the audio book for Get Get in the Van, which is uh, H- Henry Rollins' Oh yeah, experience in Black Flag. And if you want to hear about the most miserable thing you can possibly imagine. Yeah. Look, they go on tour in, in the U.K. at one point. They're, they're like one of the biggest punk bands at the time. But British people don't consider American bands as legit punk bands. So every night he would they would go on a stage – They'd get spit on the entire yeah. time. Everyone on the front row spitting on you for a co- whole concert.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of glad I missed that. You would get in a part. fist
0: fight every time. Yeah. They would, every, uh, set, they would get in situations where people were trying to stab them with knives and stuff all the time. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, you're paid nothing. And there's, Henry Rollins is talking like there were stretches where he might actually starve to death, where they hadn't eaten in a few days, you know, when they're eating out of dumpsters and stuff. And he's like, ah, oh, that's... It's not as glamorous as I thought.
1: No, it's just really it. <laughs> the monkeys made, really made it
0: out to be a great life. They did. I thought you were riding around town on bicycles you rented and trying Beds on... in the middle of the street. Trying on different hats and stuff and laughing. And yeah. No, it's, it's, you're getting spit on and then trying to avoid knife blades <laughs> going into you.
1: Yeah. Anyway, that's my Houston trip. I did try Whataburger, which is the like Texas burger chain. Oh, I had okay. an Uber take me there in the middle of the night after Disturbed. How was it? And I, Because I thought, I got to try this, I ordered like five different things just to take a couple bites. Uh-huh. It was fine. Wow, you were living large. Yeah, it was fine. And then uh, I'll tell you about our Uber drive to the airport off the air sometime, and that applies <laughs> to anyone listening.
0: <laughs> um, find him, find Brighton, he will tell you this story. I will tell
1: you the story about this guy. I just don't, I just don't feel like I can adequately communicate it in this format. Okay. Okay. Um, so there you go. All right. That's, that's the topic of our podcast, is mm-hmm. my vacation. Hope you liked it. It was, it was like going
0: through slides. It was a roller coaster ride. It was, wasn't it? It was like a mental slideshow. Mm-hmm. And I mean mental, baby. Are you mental? Yeah, like mental in that sense. On to letters. <laughs> Again, write to us at worldchampionpodcast
1: at gmail.com. We are way behind on our letters. We got a backlog because, gosh, we just start talking and we don't stop. We're
0: going to do a letters episode and We're going to do up. an all
1: letters episode and make sure to write in. Yeah, for send that. them
0: in. One more time, how, how do they reach us? We
1: always say uh, worldchampionpodcast at gmail.com is the best way. Um, yeah, we always sit down. And we're like, look, we'll 20 minutes, bang it out, get to some letters. Well, the, plan, then... the
0: best is the plan tonight. I'll just talk about my vacation real quick.
1: Yeah, real quick. <laughs> Next thing you know, we're talking about Richie Sambora. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, M. Badia writes in. That's Mike, Mike Badzilla. Hey, dogs, just want to say thanks for coming out of retirement. I've been really enjoying this th- show thus far. I hope you never get down from that Ferris wheel. Pop- possible topics. Pokemon, cute and innocent game, or animal fighting simulator?
0: Hmm. Are we answering this now? Yeah, let's answer that well, now. Well, it's it's both, right? <laughs> I guess it is, huh? No, I I miss Pokemon.
1: I think I don't know. I'm too old. I know for we're it.
0: we're slightly like we're, we're a bunch of fathers here, right. fathers and sons. Yeah, we're, we're right on. I'm we're right on the tail end of not, like Pokemon was coming along right when it was. we were a little too old. Yeah, I really at feel least like for me. Too, if
1: we were, if we were maybe
0: even two, two years, years like, younger, literally
1: just two years would have been the difference. Yeah, it
0: would have been. Yeah. So my thoughts on Pokemon are: I know that Pikachu just turned twenty five or something, right?
1: Okay, I know that Squirtle is goes Squirtle and that's funny to me.
0: What I think of when I think I know of, that a holographic Charizard is a big deal. Is it do they still do cards? Isn't it all a video game? No, now? I think it's cards. It's still cards? Yeah. Um I know that people love it. And I know yeah. and I know that it's now something that creeps me out when I'm on Reddit and I read guys being like, I loved Pokemon and now I'm teaching my son Pokemon.
1: Yeah. And I was just like
0: God, quit reproducing everybody. I
1: love those Reddit threads that's like what do you remember as a kid that makes you feel old? And people are like, SpongeBob. Yeah.
0: I'm like, what? What? I was already an adult. <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, I mean, it is, from what I understand, you catch them all and mm. then you make them fight. So it is something a sociopathic businessman would do, right?
0: Yeah. I saw an episode of Law & Order SVU just recently about uh, exotic animal dealers. Mm. And it's, it's a shady business. It's, those Pokemon, and they're kept inside of balls, right? Like, they're literally kept inside of weird hollow softball things that you throw the oh, ball, okay. and then they come out. That's a Pokeball. That is straight animal cruelty. Yeah, it is. You're keeping... You're
1: not even, you haven't even punched air holes in it with a screwdriver.
0: Yeah. It's just like a weird little medicine ball thing. So wait, are we just deciding if it's bad or good? I have totally forgot what the question was. I think we've, we've covered it. Pikachu. I like the Pikachu design. I saw a video online of a bunch of Pikachus dancing, like uh there are people in Pikachu costumes, but really good ones, like yeah. like disney Disneyland level um, outfits of Pikachu yeah. and it was like hundreds of them doing some weird dance, and I, it was delightful.
1: I was at San Diego Comic-Con many years ago. Uh, for some reason, I was very grumpy, and you know it's like day six uh-huh. of the Comic-Con. I'm kind of irritated and just you know tired and had right. enough of it. Um, and then uh, this Pikachu, like you just described, waved at me, and it really made me very happy. And I took a picture, and I walked away smiling and thinking, that Pikachu made me happy, hmm. just by seeing it, all big and yellow.
0: And a, a Pikachu's just a squirrel that's been struck by lightning, right? Is that What's its origin story? Uh, They're all just weird fantas... So, it's a weird... So the, it, the whole idea of Pokemon's weird, right? It's like a bunch of children that are in some kind of competition for life, life and death, right? To try to to win a thing where you capture animals. It's like a big game trophy game. Aren't there
1: bad guys in matching shirts? That I think sing some like the Rocket siblings. But I, sing I think, some kind of poem.
0: I think they're bad in the sense of the school bullies. They're not like evil people. Oh, okay. They're just kind of little shitheads.
1: There was a fan-made trailer for Pokemon if it was a live-action movie mm-hmm. and, like, a serious dramatic like superhero-type movie. It looked pretty cool. All
0: right. Well, that's the, the final word. That's the final word.
1: Uh, he asks, if you were creating a robot butler, what
0: would be its prime directives? Um, God, what would I even? I think I would just want it to have a British accent and call me sir a lot. I think that's about it.
1: Um, I, he's got to make sure there's crackers in my cupboard at all times. Peanut butter. He's going to do, do my grocery shopping for me, so I never run out of things.
0: I think I should never have any kind of servant, like human, animal, or, or robot. Because I just think it would be a slippery slope for me. Mm. I would start out just being like, oh, yeah, just make sure the groceries are done. And then you know, three months later, I'm screaming at a robot because all the grass isn't exactly a quarter of an inch long.
1: Well, robots should be able to handle that. To be fair, yeah. I mean, I guess there's variations
0: in the soils. Well, I just and I, I see what you're saying. I just think that it's just too much power for one person to have a robot butler. Yeah. And then who knows? Once they revolt, I just I'm just a firm believer in eventually, in a long enough timeline, all robots become Skynet and they be, they become they rebel and want to kill you. And then you've got one in your. I mean, if you've even got if you're a
1: programming. Tur- into it, like, that stuff. What is it? An it's robot? it's, it's the, the, three, of... the
0: three laws of robotics. Yeah. And, it's, and it's, there's variations in most sci-fi about it, which basically humans can't be harmed. You can't buy... Uh, no one can order you to harm a human, and you also... Your actions cannot harm a human in, while doing something. Yeah. So they're basically... Every rule of robotics is to make sure you don't hurt humans. But at a certain point, every robot, it turns into Ultron... And just thinks, you know, the big problem here is the humans. If I eliminate the humans, then I won't have these rules, these yeah. laws of robotics. It's just robot logic. So the yeah. first thing I would... So if I had a robot, the first thing I would program it to do is destroy itself. And then I would just throw the goddamn piece of junk out in the dumpster.
1: You wouldn't keep it as a trophy? As a sick
0: trophy? Well, just its head, maybe. Just the, sk- sk- like, metal skull to hang on oh, the wall. that'd be pretty cool. No, to hang on the door. To be like... Stay the fuck off my property robots.
1: So this robot forced its way into your home to be your butler? No, it was a gift. And you killed it?
0: It was a gift from from my ex-wife. Oh, okay. When we were together, it was what caused the divorce. It was us fighting over this robot, and then she just activated it one day. Because we were arguing about, like, I don't want to turn it on. I don't feel comfortable. I don't want this robot in the house. And we're saying, everyone has these. All our neighbors have them. Everyone in, in our church has one of these robots. They're perfectly safe. And then who was right? We'll see.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, we don't know yet. We're going
0: to find out.
1: Uh, Maybe. uh, What if you were wrong and you've been struggling this whole time to just live when you could have had a robot assistant?
0: I can't go down that road. It's too dark. Fair, Fair enough.
1: Speaking of darkness, he asks, who would win in a fight? Tom Waits or Jerry Only? Jerry Only, the bass player for the Misfits. Tom
0: Waits, of course, Tom Waits. Of Tom Waits Band. One man, one man band. Yeah. He's he's like the guy in he's like Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins.
1: I'm gonna guess, and this is just pure conjecture, because Tom Waits is a big Frankensteiny monster man. He's like a
0: Hellboy. He's like Ron Perlman's son.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna guess that if you met him, you'd be shocked by how small he is. Ah, I don't know if that's true.
0: That's a that's a twist. But I it
1: seems like you'd be kind of like wow, look yeah, how narrow his shoulders yeah, are. Like,
0: wow, five foot four. Wow, yeah. I, I, he does look like a monster man. Yeah. He, do, he He looks like he, the Frankenstein's monster. He. I bet you has really thick shoes. I'll bet Tom Waits has. I'm talking four inch soles, just like Frankenstein. Well, they're probably cool,
1: like '50s brothel creeper Oh yeah, he's type cool. Shoes. He yeah. can't.
0: He can't not be cool. Yeah.
1: And if it's a fight of who's cooler, Jerry mm-hmm. only's a clown. Jerry only. So Tom Waits definitely uh, wins. And I was the, gonna, gonna say, fight.
0: yeah, I was gonna say Jerry only. He he may look tough. He lifts a lot of weights. It looks like, yeah, but that's just he's just got a Danzig complex,
1: <laughs> right? I and mean, he lifts a lot of weights and he wears. live in a Danzig. Vest. you live
0: in a Danzig shadow forever. Yeah,
1: yeah, but he's from Jersey, so maybe that makes a
0: difference. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm still gonna say Tom Waits. Have you seen that video where where? Glenn Danzig tries to talk shit to some guy. And oh, he and just, the guy just floors. He up just with one knocks punch. him cold in one punch. Yeah. I'm, I have a feeling that's all the Misfits. Mm-hmm. As much as I love the Misfits music, I just don't respect them as fighters.
1: <laughs> I mean, Tom Waits' his whole persona is that he's a guy who's been in like back alley knife fights.
0: And... I would picture Tom Waits literally like, bore like you. So Jerry only comes up to him in a bar. Of course. Yeah. Tom Waits listen like he yells in his face. Tom Waits just calmly puts his cigarette out in the ashtray. Yeah. Takes his his uh, beer bottle and just bashes him in the head. Yeah. And then goes back to drinking like his whiskey.
1: But yeah. Like he, he just, doesn't
0: get off his bar stool
1: and everyone's quiet and the record scratches and then he just kind of glances at the bartender and raises his eyebrows mm-hmm. and then the bartender pours him another drink.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's how that goes that's, down. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Waits all the way.
1: Yeah. Totally.
0: It's weird he would choose Jerry only and not Glenn Danzig.
1: Yeah, I wonder why that came up. It's, you know, why, it's probably something we said on like the last episode that we've already forgotten.
0: Wow, I've forgotten this episode already. I don't...
1: I, did we record one? <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we, almost, we recorded like half an episode earlier when we were warming up our pipes. Yeah. We should put that on at the
0: end. Okay.
1: All right. Anyway, backlog of emails. We will get to those next week unless something momentous happens, which I doubt it will. But maybe...
0: Uh. <laughs> and that's a maybe. That's <laughs> that's quite a cliffhanger for everyone. See you next week. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it'll be a good show.
1: <laughs> See you at the fair. Watch out for that highwayman. Good night. Good night.
0: So, so so, what are you? Do you have to actually follow these bands to to know about this? Like, how are you going to hear about a Collective Soul tour? Is it on X ninety six? I don't listen to the radio actually. So, this is probably promoted like crazy.
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe you do that, or I just I always go to this one website called Polestar, and it like hasn't been up, redesigned since the nineties. Okay, we can just type in Salt Lake City, and you see everything that's coming.
0: Every concert.
1: Yeah. So I do that,
0: like, every couple of weeks. Polestar. I'm going to have to do that. Oh, it's nice that there's an autoplay Sugar Ray. Oh, yeah. There. Everyone wants autoplay Sugar Ray. Um, God, do you remember how big Sugar Ray was? VIP
1: section. You can get your first Uber trip. Formed in 2000. It's just give me biography information.
0: I like the singer Sugar Ray because he keeps getting busted with cocaine. He's always just lit. And I saw him on an episode of Rock and Roll Jeopardy, and he killed it.
1: Was, didn't he go host Access Hollywood or something?
0: Yeah, he did that kind of stuff. But right at kind of the height of Sugar Ray when they were actually legi- like something you would say and someone would be impressed. Like, yeah. oh, Sugar Ray are coming? You know, right at the height of that halo on the, the bed post or whatever. Uh, he was on Rock and Roll Jeopardy, and I just was watching it on cable, and he just murdered it. I was so impressed. Uh,
1: 30, and, $37.
0: For sugar a Sugar A
1: everclear lit and sponge. Which one is Lit? Lit is uh, Are they uh
0: dunno dunno da Please tell me? Yeah, Why. They, they were like they were like <laughs> they were like greaser bowler guys. They were
1: like <laughs> but that was a big thing in the nineties greaser bowlers. Were, there were a lot of bowling.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So lit did it? What was the band that, that I they, was wearing bowling shirts. What was the band that, that was the gorilla biscuits? Civ. Wasn't Siv like, wear bowling shirts to everyone? Who didn't wear a fucking... I wore bowling shirts. What am I talking I know. I about? I I wore a bowling shirt. I bet I had three bowling shirts. It must have just... I don't know. It must have been just No, this... I know.
1: Offspring was always wearing bowling shirts. For sure, Offspring
0: wore a yeah. lot of bowling shirts. I can picture it. Everclear oh, yeah. probably wore bowling shirts.
1: Oh, yeah. Let's see. 90s band
0: bowling Civ wore bowling shirts for sure. I saw Siv play it some festival and I watched the whole set hoping they would play Gorilla Biscuit songs and it was and it was just like, I can't even remember what their songs sound like. It's like alternative rock. I still have their CD. Civ? Yeah. What's their big song? Can't,
1: can't wait, wait one, one minute more. As soon as
0: I said it popped in my yeah. head, I can't wait. They're they're, it's a pretty good song. they're, they're a little bit better, but it's because they came from the, one of the best hardcore bands ever. Yeah.
1: If you weren't wearing bowling shirts, you were wearing those like, um, like mechanic gas station shirts,
0: yeah. That had The name yes, on it, yes. The other shirts I wore like a lot; those are just
1: like Dickies work shirts, right?
0: Yeah, or yeah, or yeah. They were just like mechanic shirts, right? They were just kind of like a, a button-up shirt with a patch on it with your name. Yeah, but there's a certain cut to it. Yeah, big, big and baggy. Yeah, <laughs> Every, at least everything I owned was yeah. huge, boxy and baggy. I wore in high school. I wore tons of shirts that looked like how Bert and Ernie dress. Like striped and colorful, but they were huge. They were gigantic shirts.
1: Huh. I think that was just a little. That bit. That might have
0: been a skateboard thing. Yeah, was, I, that sounds familiar. It was just a little bit before my time. Maybe. I had a lot of. I had a lot of Fresh Jive. Was the <laughs> Fresh Jive? That was the name of the company. I bought tons of clothes from Fresh Jive and Raw Vibes, and fucked. I had, it was like F U K T. Oh yeah, Fresh Jive. Fresh Jive was my jam in high school. It was, like, everything I wore. It was baggy pants that were colorful and shirts that looked like Burt and Ernie shirts. I remember when Green Day first hit it. They, it was they very were Green wearing, Day. They were wearing Burt and Ernie shirts. That's probably yeah. where
1: I, I got it. I was way into Green Day. So they were wearing Burt and Ernie shirts. Offspring were wearing bowling shirts. And then, like, Bad Religion was wearing their gas station shirts. Yeah. And then Rancid was doing the gutter punk thing. Yep. That was all in 94.
0: What a time to be alive.
1: (laughs) We can wear all kinds of shirts and make (laughs) punk music. (laughs) I
0: come to America. What was our joke the other day about... What was I... Was it you I was joking with about the... God, what... No, it was Jonas. When we were at the soccer game, we were talking about one of the players on the other team being like Yakov Shmironov. There was a guy on on the Rapids that had his hair just slicked back. Did you notice him? Uh Uh-uh. Like, the way... I don't know. We just, <laughs> we just went on this whole bit about him being like Yakov Smirnoff. And, and even when they're losing, he just, I love this game. What a country. <laughs> I can kick and just run around. <laughs> yeah. I was doing a pretty good Russian accent, which I rarely can do.
1: I, 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 can't, oh, I keep switching. I can do a good one for like one sentence. Yeah. And then suddenly I'm doing a completely different one.
0: Well, mine's more of like, it will go like this huge, it'll be kind of Russian, and then suddenly it'll sound Ukrainian, or like, it'll yeah. be just, it's like my, my accent is traveling the whole country, the different <laughs> traveling regions. Traveling
1: through the Baltics, Yeah, that, same in when the same Slavic I, regions. Same
0: when I do a British accent. Suddenly I'm, I'm Scottish, then I'm kind of going up to Ireland. And doing then, some uh, BBC yeah, stuff, and then, then you're Cockney. Yeah, then I'm doing the Liverpool thing, and then it yeah. slips into Cockney, slips into Queen's English, kind of proper... London-sounding English, and then I, and then of course, even Australian will slip in there. Yeah, it's God. I'm a terrible actor. I uh, I worked for hotel call center, mm-hmm. which
1: feels like a f- couple years ago. That was uh, sixteen years ago, mm-hmm. and I know a couple years ago. Good lord. We would um, sometimes what would happen? Here's a little industry secret: is you call a hotel and ask for their reservations department, and they're transferring you to Salt Lake City. Okay. Because the hotel, it's like, why would we have a reservations department in our building when we've got 800 people in Salt Lake answering the 800 number?
0: And, it, and so the reservations for the whole country or whole world?
1: So you call, like, 1-800-HOTEL-COMPANY right. when it comes to Salt Lake City. But then if you're like, no, I don't want to call this central place. I'm going to call the hotel in Pasadena directly. So you're dialing long distance. You're punching, in like, 356-555-whatever. <laughs> And they're like, hello, hotel in Pasadena. And you say reservations. And then they just transfer you back to Salt Lake. Wow. Yeah, but you're supposed to pretend like you're there. So you have a lot of information at your fingertips. And it comes in on your phone, and it says, like, hotel code Pasadena. Really? But So we had one in Jamaica.
0: Montego Jamaica Bay, Jamaica. Jamaica.
1: And I was training, and there's this guy. Oh, this weird guy. He was always big, big, beefy. Hairy, kind of bigfoot looking man. Okay. But like a funny bigfoot. <laughs> like if Hanna Barbera drew a bigfoot, it would look no. like this guy. Or like
0: Harry and the Hendersons, bigfoot. Not scary. Yeah.
1: Like lovable. When he steps through your fucking bed or whatever. Kind of. Like Bigfoot, but if he was wearing those glasses that are always partially sunglasses, <laughs> like transition lenses. <laughs> but so I'm training with him my very first week there, and I'm just listening into his calls. Uh. And he's like, Oh, it's Jamaica. I'm going to do a Jamaica accent. Oh, no. And he's like, <laughs> reservations. <laughs> and do you need a king bed or two doubles? And he's just trying to do Our Jamaican? entire resort is non-smoking for you. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to do Jamaican. But he's just, just straight Irish <laughs> the whole time. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's a
1: memory, I, I don't think cherish. I could do. Ju-
0: can I do Jamaican?
1: I can't do a Jamaican without like,
0: without doing all the like, hear me now, rude boy. I don't
1: even think I can do that. And I listen to a lot of old ska music too. Like, Get up in the morning, saving for bread some, <laughs> so that every mouth can be fed. <laughs> <laughs> the Israelites, it's
0: pretty good in a it's weird way. <laughs> it's entertaining, I guess. Yeah. It's not accurate, but it's it, I I really enjoyed that.
1: Hey, man. Bob Marley, man. I can't. No, it's the one okay, I can't right. do. I can almost do almost everything else.
0: <sighs> what, I, I gotta? Tr- if I, like, imitated a line from a song, it's probably the best I could do. If I just try to say something, it's not going to work. Buffalo soldier. All this Rastafari got me feeling iry. It's not, it's not hey, going to man.
1: No shirt, no shoes, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I can't. No. Mm. It's, it seems it's one of the more, more I don't want to say, I don't know if it's an extreme, not an extreme accent, but a strong accent. Yeah. So it seems like it should be easy to do. The ones that have more characteristics are easier to do, right? I guess. I guess we'd have to ask someone who's good at accents. We'd have to ask Jonas. Right? I, do you know what? People that can do accents can just do them.
1: Maybe every accent I can do is an imitation
0: of someone else who's doing an imitation of it.
1: Yeah, because kind of like everyone thinks they can do Christopher Walken, mm-hmm. but they're just doing whoever on Saturday Night Live does Christopher. That's Walken. the same. No thing. one's actually doing Walken.
0: Same with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Everyone's doing a parody of someone doing Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: Right. Everyone's doing Hans and Franz. Arnold yeah. does not sound.
0: He sounds like nothing that. like that. Yeah. Doing someone doing a good Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation is impressive. Yeah, it's much, It's much more subtle. I like guess. It's it's that, even that's too strong. Yeah it's, yeah.
1: it's weird. It's very weird. It's, it's like, not like. It's, no, I heard him on Fresh Air or something, and I just thought, how does this guy still talk like this after all these years? I know. But it's really weird, but it's not that, like.
0: Bah! What's wrong with your voice? Will you attack? Oh, no, wait. What's. What is it? What's wrong with your face? Will you talk? No, I'm going Andre the fucking giant. We were you attacked by acid, burned by acid or something like that? <laughs> that was my Arnold's first name. What's <laughs> no. Lions and Princess if Bride. If I, I don't know if I can do it.
1: Anyone want a peanut? <laughs> get to the chopper yeah. if you want a peanut.
0: <laughs> I'm at the Bride. I've got to think of it. i got to be able to do Arnold. Just close. I was, What's I'm, the matter? CIA got you pushing too many pencils?
1: Ah? Huh? i trying to remember this interview where he was talking about his first date with uh, Maria or whatever. Wait, what was her name? It was Maria. Was it Maria?
0: Yeah. What's her last name? Kennedy. I don't know.
1: Shriver. Shriver. We Shriver. Yeah, yeah. We decided to go to church, but I only had my tennis church. clothes. Yeah,
0: that, that's a big Arnold thing, isn't it? Kind of, uh,
1: kinda, uh ugh, ugh. more. Yeah. I don't want to go to church anymore.
0: That's kind more. of like, if you're good at Arnold, that's what you're doing. You're just doing that.
1: Yeah. Church. Well, that guy Daryl Hammond says you got to figure out how they say their vowels. He he
0: is he, He's a talented guy yeah. that's on unemployment. Yeah. <laughs> There's some talented people. He was good at doing voices. No, I
1: think he's back on Saturday Night Live. I think
0: he's their Trump. Really? Yeah. He killed. What was one he was really good at? He did a good Bill Clinton, didn't he? Wasn't he a really good Bill Clinton?
1: Yeah, he was a really good Clinton. Well, and then their announcer died, I think, and then he took over. Doing the voice. Really? The, the, the Don Pardo guy. So, he, it's,
0: like, so it's an imitation of Ellen him? With Alan Clegghorn. Yeah,
1: now, he now does Daryl that? Hammond is doing that in Don Pardo's that voice. That is
0: surreal. Yeah. Would you want, some, like if you died, would you want me to continue the podcast with someone imitating you? <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's, that's, the only, that's the only way, yeah. And then never address that it's not you?
1: <laughs> just replace me with a different Brighton? Yeah. Like Bewitched?
0: Or just, no, and I just would never <laughs> say the name Brighton. We would somehow get the shows going where we'd never say your name the whole time. Yeah. And never disclose anything personal about you.
1: But just have some guy who's who's can I do an impression of myself? He's, so he comes in like, "Hey, so I was, how about those jazz?" Is
0: mm-hmm. that the impression of yourself? That's my
1: that's me doing an impression of myself. No, he's got
0: to come in and be like, "All right, well when do we start recording?" And then just go into your normal voice. <laughs> yeah. So like the replacement for Sean would be like, "I'm sorry I'm late. My old lady's bragging on me again. All right, when do we start? Let's record." And I'm Sean Black. From Smogville, <laughs> I'm Brighton. We should just replace both of us with morning show DJs. Yeah, or just change our whole show into a morning show. Boing. It's like we know you can download this at any time, <laughs> but we want you to listen to it in the morning.
1: It is eight fifty-seven. We're hitting traffic on the sevens.
0: The best on morning shows is when they hysterically start laughing. Oh yeah, like they're like you crack a joke and they're like. Ah! And then like pounding the table. And the jokes, the kind of jokes are like,
1: well, I don't know, Bob, why don't you tell us how you really feel?
0: Yeah. Uh, and then just la- I guess it's all an art of just uh, the main difference between being a radio guy and a podcaster, besides talent, <laughs> yeah. is you have to just go on forever. Yeah. There's a limited amount of time to do a podcast. But to be good at radio, you just have to talk forever without saying anything. Yeah, I anything can't believe at these all. shows are
1: four hours long. I went for a drive yesterday and was listening to sports. And just, holy crap, to fill up four hours every day. And what you're basically saying is,
0: well, why do you think the team lost last night? No, no th- that day where Pete Rose was going to, or they were interviewing the guy, that the investigator. Oh, yeah. I turned that on because he told me to listen to this thing because it was going to expose Pete Rose as this big fraud. Yeah. And I listened for hours. Yeah, and it was just—it was mainly Jim Rose just going over and over and over what mm. had already happened. Yeah, like once again, let's let's let's. This is what he said.
1: Anyway, I'm up against it. We got to hit a break. We'll be back, and he's then come so, back from the
0: break, and then you start over. Yeah, he's so obnoxious, Jim Rose. I, I bet Jim Rose is the Rome, most, or what am I calling him? Jim Rose. Is Jim the, Rose is the guy uh, that puts lights circus. his dick on fire and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Jim Rome. Yeah. God, Jim Rose. I guess it was all that talking about '90s bands. Thought got me thinking about the Jim Rose Circus, Circus. Sideshow. Yeah, they came to Kilby Court. Did you know that? A bunch of my friends went in high school, and huh. I remember every. I, I like a ton of my friends went, and every single one of them the next day at school was like a woman lit a light bulb with her vagina. <laughs> that was the first news from every person yeah. individually. A Woman just... lit a light bulb by putting it in her vagina. Wait,
1: how? And, she like, oh, like it she, lights up? Like a fester?
0: She put like a, a battery in her mouth, and then would put a, a light bulb in her vagina, and then the light bulb would turn on. Huh. I'm assuming this is a low-watt light bulb. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that works. I had a PhD. But I mean, if, pic, picture, was... picture a bunch of 17-year-olds going out for a, a night. Yeah. Their parents think, oh, you're going to some little like, rock and roll concert. Have fun yeah. with your friends. And there's like, a 21-year-old woman putting a light bulb in her vagina. While just all these sweating high school students gather around, <laughs> that sounds horrible. It's pre-internet in Kilby Court, which is just Pre- part Central. Well, it's like it's like your cousin showing her her private parts to you in the tool shed. That's <laughs> what so it's like. Oh god! Like like oh, it's it's my weird second cousin that I never see. That's you know, going to be a stripper in two years because she's from some meth lab city. Yeah, wanting to like let's show me yours and I'll show you mine if we can get. If we can pull 40 bucks together. <laughs> she said she'll show us her tits. <laughs> I got 20 right here. I bought it from my mom. I thought it was for, for Fruit by the Foot. Fruit by the Foot. <laughs> oh, shit. What do you mean? The roof? Yes, where all the toys are. What the fuck? <laughs>